644 is stimulating talk. The Gary and Shannon show. Amy King, they're doing the news. Amy, uh, yes or no, is this the most Inside Baseball L.A. Christmas song? The Waitress's Christmas Wrapping. I want to say 1982. Uh, it's an L.A. band. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've never heard it. Really? No. This is me shocked. You, oh, you might course. you might recognize the chorus because there there's fat horns as the kids say. <laughs> oh, we don't have 45 seconds to wait for that, but you'll you'll hear it later on. But uh, so anyway, the, the waitress is everybody. Um, Xmas 2018, and uh, as Amy King just mentioned, yes, the the markets are tanking as we speak, and so that means yeah! that. Uh, Daddy's gonna have a bad old Christmas. This is and what did you say, Amy? This is the biggest tank in Christmas worst, Eve tank. Yeah, worst Christmas Eve losses ever. Six hundred and fifty three <clears throat> points. In point, but what about a percentage? Um, Two point nine one percent. Because here was the deal. Right out of college, uh, I worked uh, as a rookie broker at Drexel Burnham Lambert, the largest privately held investment bank. Perhaps you've heard of it. That was my pitch when I cold called you, and and. Um, and there was a generally accepted law about the stock market. There, there, there used to be a thing that your broker will never tell you about. But if you were wondering why your accounts were getting churned in in late November and parts of December, it's because there's this. There was this thing called the Santa Rally, the Santa Claus Rally, and it was basically you churned clients' accounts so that you could get a bigger check for December. But there was sort of an artificial rally. On the stock markets, because everyone on Wall Street agreed we need we need money for gifts in December, and so uh, that's been wiped out today. But uh, so far, I haven't heard uh, anyone talking about what what might have led to this. Uh, last night on Super Hyper Local Sunday, uh, I was talking about this. Uh, by the way, Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. I should have uh, mentioned that off the top. And uh, out of the blue, the Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, released a letter. Yesterday, and in the letter, I have to read the letter to you because it was not. Uh, he is on vacation, by the way. For for the record, the Secretary of the Treasury is in Mexico. He's at this extremely exclusive, walled, uh, gated uh, resort community called El Dorado in uh, Cabo. That that is physically where he is. So uh, out of the blue, yesterday he tweets the following: twenty twenty hours ago. Quote, today I convened individual calls with the CEOs of the nation's six largest banks. See attached statement. And you, he's got an image here of an official U.S. Treasury Department Office of Public Affairs um, letterhead. And it says, uh, it says, quote, Secretary Mnuchin convened individual calls with the CEOs of the nation's six largest banks. The banks all confirmed ample liquidity is available for lending to consumer and business markets. Close quote. And a lot of analysts, uh, former Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Paul Krugman, um, and others were saying, wait, wait a minute, no one said that on Friday. Why, why is this an issue? No one brought that up on Friday. No one said, gosh, I wonder if there's going to be a run on the banks on Monday because there were big losses last week. And so in trying to tell everyone uh, all is well, move along, <laughs> nothing to see here, it was like Frank Drebin in, in, uh, in uh, Naked Gun. Or something, standing in front of a burning building. Because everyone immediately said, wait, why is he doing that? In the body of the letter, he says, Secretary Mnuchin, or it says, the release says, quote, Secretary Mnuchin conducted a series of calls today with the CEOs of 
the nation's six largest banks, and it lists all their names. Uh, you know, it's B of A, Citi, Goldman Sachs, Chase, uh, Wells Fargo. <clears throat> the CEOs confirmed that they have ample liquidity available for lending to consumer business markets and all, their, all other market operations. He also confirmed that they have not experienced any clearance or margin issues and that the markets continue to function properly. Well, until they opened up today. Tomorrow, the secretary will convene a call with the president's working group on financial markets. So anyway, bottom line uh, is, is up until this letter was released yesterday, nobody was talking about Christmas Eve 2018 as being a, a possible panic day. And yes, the, the markets are closed on Christmas Day. Um, they're, they're half attended today. But even with like half staff and traders on the floor and all that, um, you see what's happening today. So as of half an hour ago, the markets were down 500. So we'll uh, we'll keep that um, in, in mind. And, that, and uh, just because 2018, I don't know why Time Magazine didn't make Twitter the man of the year uh, or the person of the year or whatever. Um, but <clears throat> the, the deal was the markets were actually bouncing back until around 7.50 our time this morning. Uh, and that coincides with something that the president tweeted out, uh, sort of out of the clear blue sky. He's been he is he is at home in the White House alone. Melania, the family are down at Mar-a-Lago. No, they came back. They came back to D.C. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, because so, so they could spend Christmas together. Oh, yep, yeah. we found that out on Saturday. Well, then he's not spending a lot of quality time with them because um, because uh, this this is what he said two hours ago. Again, the market was bouncing back. And then about five minutes after he tweeted the following, it went in back into a nosedive. Quote, the only problem our economy has is the Fed. They don't have a feel for the market. They don't understand necessary trade wars or strong dollars or even Democrat shutdowns over borders. The Fed is like a powerful golfer who can't score because he has no touch. He can't putt! Exclamation point. Close quote. That's about five minutes after Trump tweeted that. The the stocks that were coming back, or the stock the stock market, the Dow Jones that was coming back, uh, put the nose back over below the horizon, and is uh, headed for the crater. So, Doesn't he kind of have a point though? Maybe he does, um, but it's just in this day and age, you know, every single thing that he tweets out is parsed so closely, and that was not exactly the, the, a message that all is well. Everything is stable. When the president starts aiming at the Fed, you know, during during a uh, early morning Christmas Eve downturn, uh, that that was the result. Like like I say, about five minutes later, it went back back down. Um, so uh, so anyway, that's what's uh, that's what's going on. There are many who say, and it was in fact it was one of Rand Rand Paul's you know big central issues that there's never been a audit of the Fed. And uh, and all that, and that we should audit the Fed. I'm 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 all for that. You know, I I, I get it. It is a bit of a mysterious institution to most people, uh, but the 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 message that on Christmas Eve that the president should be putting out is our foundation is firm. You know, all is well, and uh, you know the whole thing. Though though Wall Street knows that's not entirely true. Uh, as as my friend uh, Iowa Hawk blog on Twitter said, and and I, I have to get this straight. Um, he said, uh, as, as far as possibly the market tanking by close at one uh, thirty today, he said, uh, success has a thousand father, fathers, but failure has a thousand guys lining up attorneys, uh, attorneys for a, a paternity test. Uh, I hope I didn't screw that up. But anyway, that's um, 
that's what we're uh, dealing with today here on Christmas Eve. Success has a thousand fathers. Failure has a thousand guys hiring lawyers to avoid a paternity test. Uh, spoiler alert, markets don't give a S what party's in power as long as they uh, get to gorge on a free-for-all, all-you-can-eat buffet of cheap money until they puke in the alley and begin demanding more cheap money all over again. So we will, <clears throat> we will see. Um, all right, so that's, that's what happened yesterday. That letter was yesterday. Uh, again, so you're not uh, hearing a heck of a lot about, about that today. But, again, the mystery for people in, in uh, banking and investment was, like, why did he send that letter out? And, uh, and that, uh, in a way, this panic sort of started last night. It was built. It was baked into the cake uh, for this morning. When we come back, the, uh, the origin of the Santa Tracker and uh, our KFI uh, Mega Santa Tracker 7000 is in studio, and she will begin uh, the updates uh, for all of you uh, that are getting in some last-minute shopping. You're not going to miss Santa. The Tracker is right here. She's in studio. She has the app up, and we'll give you a, some geographics when we come back. Uh, it is Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Seuss filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Gary and Shannon Show. Uh, Blake, I, th- I thought that was a blanket thing. Did they allow the the uh, Hall & Oates version? D- who's they? You know. I don't know. But um, d- sure, yeah, this is Hall & Oates. Okay. I don't really understand what you're Sorry to inc- you, Do Gary and Shannon allow uh, Hall & Oates? Oh, well, they're not here. Sorry to inconvenience you by coming in today. I know you can barely stand me, but... Uh, Let's uh, let's state a format, I guess. If they allow Hall and Oates, I have a Hall and Oates ban in in my house. Uh, it's originals or nothing. <clears throat> I thought you were going to do the Phil Spector. Um, you said mix Christmas it Christmas can. So I'll, I'll get them here and there. Well, yeah. I just the one suggestion is that California Christmas song. That's that is legit hilarious. Um, so Santa is on his way, and if you are in your car driving around, etc., and uh, the kids are there, don't worry, you're not going to uh, miss out any of. Santa's progress because we have the NORAD Santa Tracker uh, live and we have our uh, Santa Tracker, I should say, uh, Mega Santa Tracker 7000. And uh, just like last year, it is uh, my daughter Reagan. Um, So Mega Santa Tracker 7000 is monitoring the progress of Santa and he appears to be over Central Asia, still hours away from North America. So, uh, Reagan, what's, uh, where, where, where are we at with presents? Where is Santa now? So, he, he was last seen, and I hopefully I'm not butchering this, Vanadzor, Ar- Armenia. That's I, not even Christmas there until January 7th. What's he doing there? Well, maybe he's just giving them a tease, maybe. Could be. And, again, I hope I'm not butchering this, heading for... Tehran, Iran. Boo! He'll be beheaded there. They'll hang him from a crane. Don't land, Santa. So, uh, anyway, we're at how many? What's the count on presents? Gifts delivered. Well, um, it's kind of hard to say the last part because it's just a bunch of numbers keep moving because this is an insane speed. About every one second, he does about 100,000 presents. Um, but he's at two billion right now. Two billion two hundred thirty-six million, and oh look at that boy! That count has slowed way down as he's approaching Tehran in eight <laughs> seconds. Boy, this is a little breather. 
This is this is like Santa's pee break here for her as he flies over Tehran. Well, uh, all right. So there you go. Um, uh, so the uh, Santa Tra- Mega Santa Santa Tracker Seven Thousand uh, is in house all day long until two p.m. and we'll uh, we'll track it until Santa is, as they say, feet dry. I believe in uh, Northern Canada. The NORAD tracker, and this is a this is a fun Christmas fact, which apparently is what we have to do all day long. Um, Colonel Harry Shoup was a real by the book guy. At home, his two daughters were limited to phone calls of no more than three minutes, monitored by an egg timer. That's a great idea. What? <laughs> his daughters were limited to three minute phone calls. There was an egg timer. An egg timer. That's oh, a bad, wow. You know what that sounds like? You you're gonna find out. Uh, automatically grounded if they miss curfew by even a minute. At work, during his 28-year Air Force career, the decorated fighter pilot was known as a no-nonsense commander and a stickler for rules, which makes what happened that day in 1955 even more of a Christmas miracle. Wait, what What would happen if they missed it by one second? They would be grounded for life. Oh, wow. It was a December day in Colorado Springs when the phone rang on Colonel Shoup's desk. Not the black phone, the red phone. When that phone rang, it was a big deal, said Shoup's daughter, Terry Van Curen, now 69. Uh, It was the middle of the Cold War, and that phone meant bad news. Shoup was a commander of the Continental Air Defense Command, CONAD. CONAD. Not not the group. uh, (laughs) Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, Anyway, so anyway, there he is. He's a colonel. He's in NORAD. He's in command of the Continental uh, Northern Air Defense Group. The The red phone rings. It was not a place for fun and games. When that red phone rang, it was wired directly to a four-star general of the Pentagon. Things got real. All eyes would have been on Shoup when he answered. He answered, Colonel Shoup, he barked, but there was silence. Until finally a small voice said, is this Santa Claus? Shoup, by all accounts, was briefly confused and then fully annoyed. Is this a joke? Glaring at the wide-eyed staff for any sign of of a smile. He let the caller have it with all the indignity of a bird colonel. Does what do you think you're doing? But then the techno-military might of the U.S. was brought up short by the sound of sniffles. Whoever was on the phone was crying, and Shoup suddenly realized it was actually a child who had dialed a wrong number. <clears throat> so uh, so let's, re- let's recreate that. All you have to do is, in, the, in, okay. in your most girly voice, say, is this Santa Claus? Okay, are you ready? Ring, ring. Colonel Shoup! Is this Santa Claus? No, it's Colonel Shoup! What do you think you're doing? I can't do a fake impression of crying, but... Um, oh, you know how to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, pretend I'm crying. <laughs> so what's absolutely inconceivable in 2018 is that this was a an open phone line. This wasn't, like, direct wired. This, this is a true incident that there was somebody misdialed a number and uh, and got him. The number back then was, of course, ME26681. Can someone give me the, um, the um, um, number for Santa Claus? You can't have that yet. Uh, he talked to the local youngster for several minutes. So guess what it was? It was not outside the area code. It was within Colorado Springs. So it was some little girl down the hill Aww. in Colorado Springs. Uh, he talked to the local youngster for several minutes. She dialed the wrong number. She didn't have Santa's correct number. Hearing his wishes for toys and treats and assuring him that he would be there on Christmas Eve, then the boy asked Santa to bring something nice for his mommy. Colonel Shoup said, I will. In fact, can I speak to your mommy now? The uh, uh, the boy put his mother on the phone. Shoup went back to business, explaining to the woman just what the facility was that they just called. Uh, Shoup's daughter said he said later he thought she must have been a military wife. She was properly cowed um, or intimidated. 
So uh, they were off by one digit. That's why they they missed Santa and they and they almost caused a nuclear war, Reagan. And then it says wow. here that it was a boy. So you do do it in a boy's voice again. Bring Colonel Shoop. Um, is this Santa Claus? I can't do a boy voice. Okay. Without it sounding really weird. Uh, well, that was the comedy. So <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, all right. Uh, so before we uh, take a break, uh, can you give me an update? Where is Santa now? Is he still in? Uh, Islamic airspace? He, I, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I can't say the last scene because I am going to sound like an idiot. Um, You can say that. Oh, this one? Yeah, the last scene. Santa is three minutes away from the Socotra, Socotra Island in Yemen. No, I mean um the last oh, scene. Oh, Cotter? Doha Cotter. Oh, wow. Good thing I did not say that. Yeah, there's a lot, by the way, there's thousands of Americans in Cotter, so there's a reason he was there. That's uh, but however he's taking a hard right and he's uh, hard left and he's off to uh, Yemen. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. We come back. Uh, it's the scandal that is going to apparently just keep giving in 2019. It is revenge porn at LAPD. Uh, also, uh, hey, local police departments, you only have uh, five shopping days to destroy your past records until the California uh, uh, a new California law comes into effect. That and more coming up. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Christmas Eve 2019, Brian Suits here until 2 o'clock with Mega Santa Tracker Doppler 7000. Uh, my daughter Reagan, KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Six forty more stimulating talk. The Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in. Christmas Eve, twenty eighteen, and uh, I I heard uh, last night from I think I think it was Business Insider or uh, Forbes dot com that the there's a super secret about shopping on Christmas Day that a lot of of uh, I don't want to say budget chains but a lot of a lot of popular chains do a final restock on. The night before Christmas Eve, so last night. So if there's something that was out of stock, then it might be there today if, if you're prepared to go do that. But the only thing I'm short of today is red onions because the adjacent high-end grocery store that will go unnamed, uh, but it rhymes with bull boods, they were out of red onions yesterday. I was going to make a Christmas chili, but now <clears throat> I'm, I'm 24 hours off. Uh, on that, and a uh, quick programming note, if you were going to participate in the 30th anniversary of the Nakatomi Plaza tragedy of 1988, Christmas Eve 1988, that's off. That's called off. I mean, we had the plaque made and the whole thing. Lack of interest. No one's going to go down there, so maybe we'll we'll pull the trigger on that for the 31st anniversary of the Nakatomi Plaza, Nakatomi Plaza tragedy of 1988. New York Police Department tweeted this out about an hour ago, quote, on this Christmas Eve, we'd like to acknowledge our partners at LAPD who have been working with us to protect Christmas since Hans Gruber's 1988 attack on Nakatomi Plaza. And then they did hashtag Detective John McClain, but they spelled it wrong. Uh, it is, it's McClain, uh, M-C-C-L-A-N-E. And that's according to IMDb. Uh, and that documentary that was made about that. But they spelled it M-C-L-E-A-N, like he's a Canadian or something, as if... Uh, we're weeks away from Canadian Christmas. Well, so uh, our very own, or for, I should say, our, our former colleague, Eric Leonard, who, uh, who went down a rung and is now in, uh, in, in uh, TV news uh, with NBC4, did a, a story last night about 
the scandal that's going to be ripping LAPD for the first, well, maybe the first couple months of 2019. And some some background. In in California, I'm not sure if California was the first to do it, but we, we have an anti-revenge porn law and uh, earmuffs. Uh, and it's felonious uh, for you to distribute that particular uh, form of, of a breakup. And then there's categories of, of felonies and violation if you receive it. If you receive it and don't know what the heck it is. If someone just sends you a picture, you don't know what it is. That's that's one thing. But there's an obligation to report and et cetera. But if you know that your buddy broke up with so-and-so and then you get photos and you redistribute those, well, so what is happening is that uh, the the scandal is an embroilment of uh, several people stepping outside their marriages, having affairs with each other. One, the the detective, uh, the LAPD detective at question, uh, evidently had a nasty breakup with someone he was having an affair with, who is also a detective. Uh, Eric Leonard is uh, is on this. Here's a little bit from uh, taken without her permission from last night's uh, NBC Four report. Where uh, uh, pardon me on Friday, where Eric did a deep dive on this. This, this all began breaking on Friday. Um, names are out there and everything, but this is just the tip of a pyramid. The scandal sending shockwaves throughout the department. NBC4's investigative reporter Eric Leonard joins us right now live with details you will hear here for the first time. Eric. Well, the At the center of this case says she's terrified of a fellow officer who she says threatened to send explicit photos of her to colleagues, a police union official, and even her teenage son after she broke off what she's described as a multi-year physically and emotionally abusive relationship. Her allegations have now led to a criminal investigation and a large internal LAPD investigation. So far, the officer accused of first sending those photos has not been arrested or charged with a crime. This is LAPD officer Danny Reedy, described as the female detective's ex-boyfriend leaving court in downtown L.A. this morning. He and his lawyer did not want to answer questions about the case or the photos that allegedly show Reedy and the detective in intimate moments. Images that began showing up on other officers' cell phones and social media feeds in August. He appeared at a restraining order hearing this morning. He could have been asked under oath to reveal the names of other police officers who received the images. There was even an LAPD internal affairs detective seated in the back row, notepad in hand. But the hearing was delayed. This police report filed in November by the female detective says Officer Reedy physically abused her many times over several years, but says she was too scared to report it. In another court filing, the female detective says Reedy often texted threats to send the explicit photos that he said would ruin her. Smart. So very smart. Knowing knowing full well what he was doing was was illegal. And so here here's how this works. And again, that's uh, Eric Leonard. Formerly here with uh, KFI, now uh, the the lead investigative reporter there at uh, NBC4. Um, so I I bounced this subject off of someone who is a, uh, a an attorney who specializes in law enforcement uh, liability, use of force, that sort of thing. And his advice to anyone who possibly received any of these uh, messages is to put your phone down, don't touch it, don't delete anything, and lawyer up immediately. Um, Because your best hope at this point is to not recognize who the people were in the pictures, not know what was going on, uh, et cetera. The reason being, 
because the inevitable court orders that are going to come out of this case, the subpoena on uh, on uh, Officer Reedy's phone and and to his provider are going to definitively show where these photos were distributed. And if your number's on the other end of one of those, and then uh, this story breaks and you go on your phone and you delete it, uh, you may have more than a little bit of trouble on this. Because as usual, it's, it's the, the initial thing is never as bad as the cover-up. So that was the advice, is uh, if, if you want to use a union lawyer, feel free to do that, but you're smarter to, to lawyer up individually. This is uh, projected to um, uh, – it's going to wind up lassoing possibly many, 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 many officers from many different jurisdictions because cops and other cops and other deputies and, and et cetera. And uh, so if, if – um, if this is something that you thought – if you thought it was a great idea to pass this on to someone, there may be uh, consequences because this is, this is a very, very serious thing here in the state of California. And of all people, you know, cops should know that, that this is now a, uh, a crime. Um, well, uh, coming up, d- d- Senator Rand, Rand Paul uh, basically celebrated Festivus yesterday and in a, in a long Twitter thread called out foes, friends – uh, it was basically the Festivus airing of grievances yesterday for Rand Paul, and he was serious. I mean, it was it was funny, uh, but it was serious. We'll have that a little later on. Um, and the government shutdown uh, is there actual negotiation happening? Uh, the 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 word is that the president would accept a little less money for the border wall, but the the border wall, which is now officially the slatted fence, uh, is the uh, the crux of the. Uh, dispute there with the government spending, but just to be to be clear on this, when you see the, like these idiotic stories about Santa Tracker will still run, um, it's not that the U.S. government spends a dime on that. But secondly, the Pentagon is funded through 2019. You know that's that's that, and uh, so are many many other key government functions. But they always they always have to shut down parks because the public has to see. You know, the state of California does this too. That that parks in California literally could be self-funding if they were allowed to keep the money that they charge for you to get into a park. But what they have to do whenever California does this, the first thing you do is shut down the parks because you have to affect the public. You have to punish the public uh, so that the public supposedly calls up somebody on your side or their side and says that uh, end this stalemate or whatever. So they shut down, you know, national parks. The national Christmas tree is shut down. And, and it's, what does that mean? You know what's dumb about it? I mean, did they take the ornaments off? No. It's like you walk up to it. It's a tree. What they did was they set up a round perimeter like 400 meters back or something from it. It's it's effectively a pointless shutdown because it's not like there was a, you know, there was like a security guy. You're not supposed to climb the <laughs> National Christmas tree, I guess. So, I mean, what good is it? Right. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It, uh, Rand Paul's rant. And uh, more, also chaos in the Southland over the weekend. Uh, we'll run down some of the awesome pursuits that happened really since Friday night. Uh, a really exceptional one. We'll get to that and more. It is a Gary and Shannon show, Christmas Eve 2018. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Stevie Wonder. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for G 
GNS this week. And uh, tomorrow morning, I guess on a wake-up call, Jennifer Jones-Lee is going to replay the Gary and Shannon Christmas Carol and in its in its entirety, it's my understanding. Um, so that'll be on uh, Christmas morning. Then later on today, in for John and Ken is none other than Jesus Christ. Glendale! And uh, so he'll be, I don't know, do we know, does Jesus pre-tape or do I get to do a crossover with Jesus? Uh, Jesus is live for <gasps> four hours. I've, I get to cross over with Jesus. Yeah. That maybe he can take care of my uh, tendonitis. Or he doesn't do that, though. He heals, yeah. Does he? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have to, like, read the book? Do you have to, you have to buy everything whole cloth? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's just a healer in general. Um, well, uh, Santa's on his way. If you are uh, decorating the tree or whatever you're doing, you're way behind the eight ball because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, and we do have you better the hurry up. Mega Santa Tracker 7000. My daughter, Reagan, is here with Santa's progress as he makes his way across our globe. It's sundown. Pardon me. It's night where he is right now. Is that, is that correct? Where is he now? Oh God! Oh God! This is going to be horrible. Um, I'm going to butcher this. So, Dad, please say it. Um, you mean the that? Um, Port au Français. Yeah. Okay. But um, we have a little bit of a discrepancy here. There is another Santa tracker. And we're on it's, the we're on the official nor we're the we're on the official one. So that's how you know it's real. But Which is the Google North American Air Defense one. Command. So the, the official one is NORADSanta.org. Google You're saying, has one. But you know what? They stick their nose in everything. I know. But <laughs> they, I don't. So I, we, it's NORAD who, who can track Santa from around the, the globe. They have him on, uh, just past Mauritius uh, in Africa heading to Porto Francais. Where does Google have him? Um, Palo Alto? Again, it's me going. I'm going to butcher this. Um, I'm pretty sure it's called. Um, it's near Madagascar. Okay, <laughs> that's that what works. I'm gonna say, so okay, I don't yeah. butcher it. Hey, no, yeah, okay, fine. now Reagan, you gotta take ownership of it. Like, if you're gonna make a mistake, just do it big. Like you, like okay. you just own it. Just okay. do it. And you should know we've is, we've seen all three Madagascar films. I know, but it never had this in I it. I say film. Okay. Well, anyway, we get the idea. He's there in the South Indian Ocean near the coast of Africa, right? Yes. Uh, so that you mean that's what Google says? That's what Google says, at least. Okay, well, they're off by uh, about at least 1,000 miles. So you can either trust the United States Air Force or you can you trust those uh, those turds up in the Bay Area. You should probably trust NORAD yeah. for your best chance. Well, you know you know why you sleep in, in safety and freedom? Because of them. What's Google yep. ever done? Google is just cooking the crap out of everything you search. So uh, so there you go. Um, well, uh, the Christmas cheer was not at an AMPM in Irwindale, I guess, last night. Now, I mean, the situation here is that there's a guy traveling. I don't know if he's out of the state or what, traveling with wife and kids. He's ripped, uh, stops at an AMPM, and then hilarity ensues. Bad. 
man is in custody accused of going on a drunken rampage at an AMPM in Irwindale. It happened last uh, night around 10:30 at the store off of Foothill Boulevard and Irwindale Avenue. The store clerk called 911 after the man allegedly began knocking over shelves, food racks, and displays. Police say the man, traveling with his wife and kids, stopped for gas and got angry after finding the pumps off for rem uh, remodeling. He was arrested for felony vandalism and public intoxication. Uh, yeah, I hope so. With his kids watching and he can't see that the pumps are closed. Well, imagine his disappointment when he finds out that Sriracha doesn't do, uh, doesn't do factory tours. Um, you know who else was arrested for uh, public intoxication? Amy King, did you hear about this? Tom, Tom Hanks. Tore up and in and out yesterday in Fontana. Did you hear about that? I did. Um, I'm, I'm getting some basic facts wrong. He actually paid for a bunch of people's uh, meals, mm -hmm. is, is what it is. And so there was all sorts of social media. I was just trying to go along with you. Well, so the the deal is, I guess you know he's in Fontana for whatever reason. He's a private man. He gets his own. Uh, gets to live his life. And he was in the restaurant. He did the smart thing. He walked in, and a bunch of people started you know Instagramming it and Facebook living it and all that on his way out. Uh, there were people in line at the drive-thru, as there always are. Uh, and he goes up to the pay window, and he paid for a bunch of people's meals. And uh, one Facebook uh, contributor was there in line, and she caught the audio. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not it at all. That's uh, that again. Uh, Tom Hanks in Fontana. You'll hear, you'll hear him very faintly. I'll replay it. But he says, I'm going to pay for these three cars. Because I'm a cynic, I'd like to, you know, I, I think, I think if you know he's phenomenally wealthy and uh, and and all that, does that does that seem calculated to you, Amy King? No, no, not a bit, tiny bit. Because I mean, I'm Tom we're sitting Hanks here doesn't saying need to he's do a nice that. guy. Yeah, <clears throat> but how come when, when when I drive past the window, you know, it says prominently on the window, no walk ups. Well, okay, I guess if you're Tom Hanks, you get to walk up. Well, you do get special treatment, I suppose. Okay. So, uh, but it's, it's funny to hear that, unless he's on all the time, but, but that basically Tom Hanks, uh, as it turns out, absolutely every character he's ever played, from Jim Lovell to Captain Phillips, turns out they're, they are just Tom Hanks. I mean, that was Captain Phillips, you know, buying people's double-doubles. Or it was astronaut Jim Lovell. Or the day after he got back from uh, from the moon, from not going to the moon. Or it was castaway flashbacks. He was yeah, just hungry and didn't the, want anybody to starve like he did on the island. The, that's the FedEx guy. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's uh, that's him. But anyway, that's, you know, he, he has a rep as a nice guy when no one's looking also. So I, I buy that. I think that's genuine. You know what he was driving? Um, he, had a, he had a brand new Range Rover, and it had like a really dark olive, flat dark olive wrap. On it, I like. I I usually like my car shiny, but he had a flat wrap on a Land Rover. Good looking car, very good looking car. Uh, so anyway, Tom Hanks uh, tearing up an In and Out in Fontana. Authorities are uh, searching for him. Uh, they haven't released a uh, description. Uh, when we come back, uh, also locally, Inglewood is, uh, is is on pace to destroy all their records. Police use of force records right before a state law comes into effect. Uh, on that, so that'll be uh, next hour. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Corbin on that from uh, from the wood and uh, our 
uh, Christmas Eve rolls on. Santa, Mega Santa Tracker 7000. My daughter Reagan will uh, give us an update on where Santa is. But as of right now, at uh, three three minutes short of 11 a.m. on the west coast of uh, the Earth, <clears throat> west coast of the United States, uh, you you are fine to be out there shopping with your kids. Uh, you still have hours before the kids have to be in bed. So we are tracking Santa. Let's be honest. We're actually we're actually doing surveillance on Santa. So not not as much as tracking him. Uh, but he is uh, in route. We'll be back right after this. Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Suits filling in. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glowed. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is... The Gary and Shannon Show for Christmas Eve 2018. Brian Suits here. Lots of retail uh, places are, are, are open today. And uh, one of the, some of the word around the campfire is that if there are certain things that were out of stock two or three days ago, that a lot of the retailers do a last-minute stocking last night. And you this, the, uh, the A-level thinker would be out there grabbing that. Uh, today and they even start marking some stores start marking down by around noon today believe it or not because they assume that you have a life um all right well so there is a california law that's going to come into effect on january 1st and uh do we have corbin we have corbin yet a um i'm here the it's it's corbin everybody here. um the uh the deal is the inglewood hello, mayor hello. james oh I, I, I can hear you can you hear me can you not hear us, Corbin? I can hear you, yes. Amy, ask him this. How is his Christmas going so far? Corbin, how's your Christmas going? <laughs> That's what Brian wants to know. <laughs> My Christmas is going awesome. I am out here uh, uh, gathering news uh, for people. Yeah, I assume we're talking about this new law, which makes it you know public internal investigations of officer-involved shootings public. It starts on January 4th. It, it also includes major uses of force and confirmed cases of sexual assault, along with lying while on duty, that sort of thing. But the city of Inglewood has uh, the city council earlier this month decided to shred about a hundred of those records before the new law makes those and other kinds of police misconduct uh, uh, public. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I saw that the city council doesn't mention that the law to destroy the records instead, uh, uh, they're saying they don't mention the law as a rationale for destroying those records. They're instead saying the documents are old, that uh, they have no further use to the police department. And, uh, you know, the city, uh, uh, the city and Inglewood's mayor, they haven't responded to requests for comment yet because the city hall is closed for the holidays. But um, they're, they're saying basically that one thing has nothing to do with the other and that, that, that getting rid of the documents is, 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 you know, is purely about getting rid of things that just are in the way. But I spoke with Earl Hutchison, who's a president of the L.A. Urban Policy Roundtable. He says he's been covering, the, you know, this city for years, that, you know, many of these cases are still being litigated. He also says keeping the records and opening up the, of the books is very important to the public. But he's just not buying that one thing that the, the, the cities, the two things have nothing to do with each other. Now, why would you seven days or eight days before the end of the year, why would you want to do something like this? It makes you look bad. It it makes you look like you're trying to hide something. It makes it look like you're trying to cover something up. I I would think from an optic standpoint, this is the worst time to do something like that. Not to mention beginning next year, 
We're going to have open transparency. I would think Inglewood would want to be in the forefront of that. Yeah, and so that's uh, basically his view on on what's going on. Sort of a clean slate <laughs> is what he wants. Uh, Corbin can't hear me, so uh, all right. Well, no, Amy, I, don't, thank, I don't know if you guys can thank, still hear me. Thank um, Corbin I'm for his time any, uh, and tell him to have a Merry Christmas from anyone other than Amy. Amy, you still there? Yes, we're here, Corbin. But we can't. But tell, we can't. Yeah, we tell him we can't a, communicate back cetera, and forth, so we're gonna let you go. Thank you for your report. So the uh, <laughs> Thank you so oh, much, wait, real, real quick, ask him: Is any other city doing this? Is any other city doing this, Corbin? Um, so far, I haven't heard of any other cities doing this. Um, I've uh, what we're looking at right now is 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 the question. As again, talking to. Um, 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 Mr. Hutchinson, that, you know, the question here he say, he's saying is about transparency. He's saying it's just it's a situation to where if other cities are looking into this or or not, you know, again, seven days before this new law, his words that, you know, it, it seems a little unlikely to do this. But it's, it, he said he's, he's dealt with several cases, specifically in Inglewood, that have had a problem letting uh, the public know what's going on with this case. I'll let him explain that. When you have a public that wants to know about a particular case, and I'm thinking two cases in particular that happened in 2008. These are horrendous cases involving the shooting of unarmed blacks. And uh, we never knew exactly what happened to the officers. We never knew exactly how the cases were litigated, if they were. We never knew exactly what the city did in terms of changing their policies and procedures about the use of force. And he says that's what's with the most concerning aspect. So they've called on the city to rescind this order, and I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. Again, I understand I can't hear from Brian Suit, so I hope your Christmas is going well, sir, as well. And I then same back to you, but more of it. He said same to you, but more of it. <laughs> I'm having fun translating for you guys or interpreting. What am I doing? I'm not translating. Uh, relaying. All right, with the middle, well, I'm relaying. Let's guy. wrap him up. Let's wrap up this golden moment in talk radio. <laughs> Thanks, Corbin. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, the, the questions are, are, are curious on this because uh, other cities are not doing it is the reason I asked that. And it's because you're five days away from either finding out that you broke the law, possibly, or, you know, why not just leave the records, clarify, and destroy them on January 10th. Uh, or whatever, but the notion that you don't have room for records anymore when you you literally could digitize every single city record from the city of Inglewood from its incorporation uh, until today at noon, uh, basically on a micro SD card is is a, a bit silly. But for the record, Mayor Butts of Inglewood is African American. Um, he was the police chief of Santa Monica, and uh, and so he is the the one saying, "Hey, no harm to foul. We do this with all the records." But specifically, uh, this California law is saying that law enforcement or cities can't destroy law enforcement records. Um, uh, and there's several criteria. One of them is if anyone went to jail based on the outcome of a use of force investigation, whatever, you can't destroy that record because you are possibly destroying the basis for an appeal. So uh, so there you go. Corbin, uh, Corbin Carson down there on uh, that story. L.A. Times uh, had that on their cover yesterday uh, about Mayor Butts, James T. Butts. Inglewood mayor defends destruction of police records as routine. Activists continue to voice concerns. Uh, so uh, there we go. <clears throat> uh, a Last night, pretty much the booking photo of the weekend was the the guy in Saugus who stabbed his own parents. And did you see the booking photo, Amy King? You know the story I'm talking about. I know the story, but I missed the booking photo. Oh, wow. It's He had the crazy – you know when people open their eyes so wide that you get white above and below the, the pupil? Mm-hmm. I mean the yeah uh, the, the cornea, um, so you you get that standalone big round pupil. 
he had he looked like he looked like uh, Adam Carolla was possessed by the devil and was doing the fruits of the devil. Uh, apologies to Adam, but I mean that's kind of what the guy looked like. Fifty five years old, crazy eyes, and we put it out last night on Super Hyper Local Sunday as a booking photo of the uh, of the night. But it's been exceeded from a story today in the LA Times. Um, a guy who worked as a birthday clown has been sentenced to 38 years in prison uh, for very, very bad stuff. Part-time birthday clown. Boy, that jumps out at you on the resume. You can't see it from in there, but it's at L.A. Times. It's a must-see booking photo. Um, a part-time birthday clown was sentenced to 38 years in state prison for sexually assaulting a 9-year-old girl in Huntington Beach. Uh, the uh, Gal- Gualberto Torres Vargas, 40, pleaded guilty to one count each of... Continuous sexual, really, really bad stuff. Uh, so anyway, I my, my suggestion is I, anyone who hired this guy should be charged as well. If I, I have no idea how he would clean up to a point where you would hire this guy to be a part-time birthday clown. But anyway, I tweeted the picture out. You know what's funny? Limericks? Uh, I, was, I did a Google search of birthday clown L.A. Times. Oh, no. And there was another one. Oh, no. This is not the first time. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, it's it's I'm, it's not shtick. It's not hipster. I, I've honestly, I feared clowns freak me out all my life. And I mean, and I don't, and I got to say, you know, the ones that have a, uh, you know, a, a decent wage working at a circus or whatever, you know, it's a, just a job for them. But the ones who take it seriously, because the people, if you're ever around people who, if they call, it's a verb, the people who clown, they take it so seriously, and there's just something really weird about that. And somebody who would specifically want to wear uh, a second skin and go into a, into a kid's birthday party, I mean, they should just all be rounded up and counseled. I was going to say tattooed or put on an island. It's Christmas Eve. I'm going to say counseled. But but even even then, if, if a jolly guy with a great smile showed up and he wanted to be a birthday clown, I'd be wary of him. But this guy, he, he looks like a rejected Manson family member. Manson clown family, like this is this is uh, there's Charles is the head clown, but this is Mr. Jangles, the knife specialist in the Manson clown family. Uh, I tweeted that picture out. You can check that out at Dark Secret Place. Uh, when we come back, uh, and yeah, there's nothing happy about this clown. Oh, we are so film producer Joey Julia McFarland from ABC News. Is that what what you're talking about? Um, is that Julia McFarland talking about the tsunami? Yeah, the tsunami. In Indonesia, we'll speak with uh, Julian McFarland from ABC News uh, about this when we come back. If you haven't seen this footage, there's, a, there's footage of a band on stage at a, 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 at a tent at the beach in Indonesia, and the tsunami hits them uh, from behind. Uh, the, so the death count's going up, and we'll, uh, we'll hear from Julian McFarland from ABC News when we come back. It is live Santa tracking here on Christmas Eve 2018 on KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. KFI AM, 640 More Stimulating Talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in, and uh, you're seeing the video. It's it's viral. There's new video from other uh, hotels uh, in, in part of the Indonesian archipelago's uh, coast. A deadly tsunami um, now uh, with a, a three-digit death count, but some sources are saying that it inevitably will 
Uh, go hire Julia McFarland from ABC News joins us. And uh, Julia, thanks for joining us. Start start by telling hey, us uh, um, what. Given the approximate time, uh, uh, West Coast time. When when did this happen in Indonesia? So this happened um, on uh, Friday night Indonesia time at around nine thirty uh, in the uh, in the evening. Uh, sorry, Saturday. And uh, the video that you're talking uh, about, yeah, it has gone viral because it basically it really is the perfect video that encapsulates what happens because uh, there is a group of people uh, at this performance of this uh, popular Indonesian band. They're watching this gig. Uh, and then all of a sudden, without warning, you see very violently the whole stage is just pulled down uh, as waves just just come crashing over from behind the backdrop, uh, washing away the band, washing away the musicians, uh, and you just see uh, everything turn in an instant. And it r- is a really good example of what happened that night because there was no earthquake. There was no warning that this wave was coming. Uh, unlike a lot of the tsunamis that you see in Indonesia, this was not triggered by a quake. It was triggered by uh, a very sudden uh, dispersal of water, an underwater landslide, uh, which was in turn caused uh, by volcanic activity nearby. Uh, now, that means that the, the people around the coastal areas where this happened, they had no prior warning. Uh, there was no chance of anyone to to uh, escape to higher ground or to get away from the beach. Uh, the death toll has now gone up to 373 people uh, confirmed dead, uh, well over a thousand injured. Uh, they fear that uh, it will rise again, but um, you know, hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully it won't. We're still getting updates uh, from the Indonesians. They're still searching for survivors uh, among all the wreckage. And, and this is uh, sort of a, a little brother of a famous volcano. Nearly 135 years ago, the Krakatoa volcano erupted, yeah. and it created apparently the loudest sound in uh, in human history. So, so I this is fascinating. Yeah. So basically, Krakatoa is this legendary uh, volcano. I was born in Jakarta. I grew up in Indonesia, and I was taught the story of Krakatoa from from childhood, really. Uh, but Krakatoa was a super volcano. It erupted in 1883, and it was one of the biggest ever uh, eruptions in all of recorded human history. Uh, there are historical uh, records that say that um, after it erupted, it covered all the skies um, around the world in darkness for, for several years. Uh, there were tidal waves um, recorded as far away as the English Channel. Uh, 30,000 people uh, were killed in the eruption, which uh, actually doesn't really paint the, the, uh, um, an accurate picture of the devastation, because obviously we've had this population explosion in the last hundred years. Um, but f- for that for that period of time, it was a massive uh, massive sort of devastating natural disaster. Uh, the, the size of that volcano, Krakatoa, is really comparable to Yellowstone National Park in terms of its size and in terms of the power uh, when it did eventually erupt. Now, uh, after it erupted, uh, the land was so shaken up, it, w- it created a new volcano, a much smaller one, um, in an island nearby. And that volcano is a volcano that caused this uh, tsunami this weekend. That volcano is called Anak Krakatoa, which is Indonesian for child or son of Krakatoa. Uh, and so uh, it's different from an earthquake-generated tsunami. Is, is, is there any way to have an early warning 
react to a to a volcanic eruption, or why why wasn't there a heads up on this? Well, tsunamis can travel uh, hundreds of miles an hour. Um, these tidal waves, uh, actually, the Boxing Day tsunami, the 2004 uh, massive uh, Boxing Day tsunami that uh, you had all remember. Uh, that was triggered by a similar sort of thing as this weekend, uh, water displacement, sudden land displacement. Uh, now, that, the Boxing Day tsunami was caused by an earthquake, but it was caused uh, by a subduction zone earthquake, and that is what pushed the water uh, far away. So often there are earthquakes which trigger um, tidal waves because of the shaking, uh, but the really, really devastating ones are the ones where... Uh, a lot of water in the ocean suddenly has nowhere to go because it's being pulled under a, under a mantle. Or, in this case, um, the volcanic eruption of Child of Krakatoa, as it was erupting, uh, a large part of the volcano wall itself collapsed and, and collapsed into the ocean, and that's what caused the water displacement. Uh, now, when that happens, there is really, there's really not enough time because of the speed the terrifying speed at which these waves travel. Uh, so that's one complication. The other is that Indonesia's disaster agency, the, uh, the warning system that they have in place, doesn't measure uh, the threat of tsunami from volcanic activity. It only measures quake. So that's the only way it can get a heads up. So, I mean, you know, this is, this is a big problem. The Indonesian government, they need to find a way of getting better technology, of, uh, of uh, getting some advanced warning system. But it's really, it's, it's such it's such a dangerous and unprecedented threat unprecedented threat to have something like this happen so quickly and without warning. Um, all right, Julie McFarland for ABC News. Thank you very much for getting back to us and uh, Thank we'll, you, Brian. let you get back to the job. Uh, there she goes. Uh, it's uh, Great Connection Tuesday. Probably Great Connection Monday here on, on KFI. Um, and remember, and, she, and what she's talking about, you know, tsunamis will travel at hundreds of miles an hour, and in you know, so if you're close to it, you don't get a lot of heads up. Like Fukushima, they were tracking that that tsunami inbound by helicopter, by news helicopter, but they didn't have a way, unless people were watching the news, to know that a tsunami was minutes away. Okay, we we here in California, we had like a nine hour heads up. And do you remember the Sammy King? That guy, that one guy. People were told in Crescent City, you know, and and. Uh, uh, Pelican Bay and all that. They were told, stay away from the harbors and the piers and all that. Stay away from the beaches. In about eight hours, there's going to be a big wave. And everybody poo-poos it. Some guy found a way to get killed. <laughs> Some guy found a way. In Oregon. Nine hours. No, he was up in, uh, in Crescent City. Oh, in Crescent City. Yeah. And yeah. some guy found a way to get himself killed by the Fukushima <laughs> tsunami. I do remember, though, that a, <laughs> yeah. that there was a, a lot of damage along the Oregon yeah. coastline from that. Yeah. And, 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 and Crescent City all the way down, I want to say, to the Farallon Islands. But, you know, you were given eight hours. You were given eight or nine hours. I, I understand go to a cool bar and look down at the waves coming in. But but you were told <clears throat> that these extremely fast, low waves would be, you know, it doesn't come in like Mavericks. You know, like, like Laird Hamilton's not riding one in. That's why they're really weird looking on video because it just, it, it, it's a very low but fast, powerful wave with a lot of water behind it. And you will lose. You will lose. And this guy lost. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, thanks to Julie McFarland. Thanks to ABC News for a really top-end uh, sad phone. And uh, we'll be back on the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in Christmas Eve 2018. We'll check in with Mega Santa Tracker 7000 when we come back and find out Santa's exact location.
If I am 640, more stimulating talk. The mood is right. Wow. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. It is Gary and Shannon. Christmas Eve 2018, and our Mega Santa Tracker 7000 is in the break room. He's missing her her cue. We'll give you an update on where uh, Santa is. Brian's filling in for Gary and Shannon. Uh, Something really bizarre just happened. And I have to play this for you. Amy King, were you a fan of West of uh, House of Cards? Uh, I, I never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's my kind of show, and I just never oh, got into yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I, I, did, I was pretty faithful for the first two seasons, and I kind of spun off. Uh, according to an inside source, it saved Netflix. You know, this is at, at the point where they were you know, losing money and all that. But, uh, but somebody green-lighted uh, House of Cards. And it, it was one of the most brilliant political, you know, series I've ever seen. It was great. And it was great because Kevin Spacey, as a devious, scheming congressman from uh, whatever it was, South Carolina, was brilliant. You know, the series opened up. The first, anyone who remembers the first two minutes of House of Cards, it had me there. The talking to the camera, the whole thing. Of course, the thing is on its possibly its last legs because Kevin Spacey, uh, and uh, all the allegations about sexual assault and all this. Now there's a new felonious sexual assault charge in Massachusetts. Kevin Spacey just released just a few minutes ago on his YouTube channel, which I have more YouTube followers than Kevin Spacey. I guess it's not his platform. Kevin Spacey just released a three-minute video as President Frank Underwood Cooking, if you know the, the show, you know that he always loves uh, being in the kitchen and cooking. So it's Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood, and the video is called Let Me Be Frank. He was, of course, he was cut from the series, and I don't know what they did. I, 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 have, I didn't try watching the, the new iteration where he's not in it. I don't know if fictionally they killed him off or whatever. And, Blake, I don't think you have a fictional Swamp Watch uh, open, do you? Because that's, that's what this is. But this is Kevin Spacey. I, I don't know what desperate reach this is, but he's in characters, Frank Underwood, uh, with a Christmas apron on. And, and he's a, basically he's addressing the sexual assault charges against Kevin Spacey as the character Frank Underwood. So I'll let this go for about a minute. You'll, you'll get, you'll get the, the gist. He's in the kitchen. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong. It's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. 
But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? I'm completely freaked out by this. I mean, there's part of me. I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but I don't see how this is not Kevin Spacey melting down. His entire identity, whether it's Detective Jack Vincennes, Rolo Tomasi, or whatever, uh, that that his his identity is tied up around the roles that he's been. I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert. Turns out that verbal actually is Kaiser Sose, <laughs> but I mean, he 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 inhabits these roles. He's a, you can't escape the fact that the guy's a phenomenal actor. Uh, but but according to uh, several accusers, he also likes to pin you down and and roll all over you uh, against your wishes. And now there's a felony charge in Massachusetts. And uh, I, I'm, I, again, I'm, no, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a scriptwriter at Netflix, and I'm not a doctor or a lawyer, but I would tell my client to shut the hell up. I would, I would uh, give him the old Kavanoke on that one. <laughs> STFU, but he does it. He goes on YouTube about an hour ago <clears throat> and posts this. It's at 19,000 views and, uh, and counting. It's only, I mean, literally, it's only at 19,000 views. I don't know what to say, that if I was friends with him, I would consider this um, a, a, a cry for help. He's in character as Frank Underwood. If I was a friend with him, I, I also uh, wouldn't go camping. Uh, but I, I, I would give him a call and say, what are you doing? Are you talking to the, the crew at Netflix? Are you talking to the audience as Frank Underwood defending Kevin Spacey? That's the bizarre part about this is Kevin Spacey in real life is facing felony sexual assault charges in Massachusetts. So he goes on YouTube an hour ago, posts this video as Frank Underwood. You know, you know what? Frankly, I think it would be, and, and it's called "Let Me Be Frank," I guess, because "Let Me Be Kaiser Soze" wouldn't be as good, but it would, I'd be a lot more scared. Uh, anyway, so back to this uh, desperate plea for help. No, not you. You're smarter than that. Anyway, all this presumption made for such an unsatisfying ending, and to think it could have been such a memorable send-off. I mean, if you and I have learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, and not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. Because I can promise you this. Uh-oh. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. Oh, of course, they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, not playing by the rules like I ever played by anyone's rules before. I never did. And you loved it. And- so again, that's the character. That's President Frank Underwood talking about uh, his fictional character earlier in the show, but it's Kevin Spacey in in a sort of, a, you know, tangential way answering the the charges that for years and years and years... He's uh, he he's he's forced himself on, uh, on on young male actors, actors his own age, or just people in general, or whatever. Anyway, here's how he here's how he wraps it up. Uh, again, as President Frank Underwood, but talking about the charges against in real life against Kevin Spacey. Anyhow, despite all the poppycock, the animosity, the headlines, the impeachment without a trial, despite everything. Despite even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. And my confidence grows each day that soon enough you will know the full truth. 
Well, wait a minute. Now that I think of it, you never actually saw me die, did you? Conclusions can be so deceiving. Miss me? Was that him? Was that, that is actually part of the uh, clip? That sound effect? <laughs> no way! Yeah. <laughs> you know what I was about to play? No, you were. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, FAF. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's how he ended that bizarre video. I so know. I don't know. Is, is does he intend for Netflix to put down what they were doing today and and watch that desperate plea to put him back on the show? Or did he just provide evidence for uh, for a uh, insanity plea? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he's already in talks with Netflix because <gasps> since he didn't get charged in Southern California, but now he's facing charges in Massachusetts. <laughs> just flat out bizarre. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, that that happened. And now we will uh, gauge the reaction. Also, we'll uh, check in with Santa when we come back. Uh, it is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in Christmas Eve 2018 KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Six forty more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show, Christmas Eve, twenty eighteen. Brian's in filling in, and uh, Phil Spector promised to build a wall of sound and get A and M Records to pay for it, and he did. By golly, so that's an entire album of that, isn't it? It's actually, yeah! it's actually pretty great. Uh, all right, well, we've been remiss over the past hour. I, I should update people uh, that Kevin Spacey himself tweeted out. That video that I, that I just played. Here's Kevin Spacey on Twitter. Last thing he, uh, before he went under the radar, uh, 29 October 2017, over a year ago, was the last thing he tweeted. And it was about the guy who was, uh, who, who accused him uh, of sexual assault. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. So he goes radio silent. For uh, a year and two months, and two hours ago, he posts that video that I just played for you, entitled "Let Me Be Frank." Get the the double entendry there. Uh, so he's as Frank Underwood, his Netflix character, President Frank Underwood. He's he's addressing unspoken charges, but the the underpinning, the subtext of this is really obvious that the man. Kevin Spacey is facing very serious felony sexual assault charges in Massachusetts, and he's. But there he is making a case for Netflix to bring him back as Frank Underwood. So if you're a House of Cards fan, then on on Twitter at Dark Secret Place, I just tweeted that out, or at Kevin Spacey, and uh, it's there. He put it up two hours ago, and I'm <clears throat> not quite sure what to uh, what to make of it. But uh, the the Twitter sphere is is a buzz. But you know what? The Noratosphere is a buzz as well. 
So with, uh, with apologies to Dallas Rains, we bring in Mega Santa Tracker 7000. My daughter, Reagan. Yeah, it's been an hour. I apologize uh, for, for missing your Santa updates. But well, uh, I was going on a mocha break. On a mocha run? Yeah, I needed to get some mocha from the break room. Yeah, well, that's what most nine-year-olds need is a good shot of coffee. Yep. So <laughs> He was last seen. Um, it looks basic, but knowing the world, it's probably going to be a hard name. Ankara, Ankara. Turkey? The capital Ankara. of Turkey, Ankara. Ankara, Turkey was where he was last seen. Oh, never mind. It just changed to Van, Turkey. Um, to the city of and, Van. And then, is, and then it's, oh God, Izmir, Turkey? Izmir, yeah. Izmir. You know, there's a city in eastern Turkey called B-A-T-M-A-N. It, it's, it's pronounced Batman, but it's Batman. And Americans steal the sign. It. I mean, you, you will go to jail when you steal. If Americans go to that town, there's a there's an Air Force facility there. And go, oh, bro, I'm going to get that sign. No, you're, you're going to get seven days in jail. In jail. I live in Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, he's, the gifts delivered is still two billion, but two billion seven hundred and no. Oh my God, I said that wrong. Um, two billion seven hundred nine mil. Why can I not? No, no get you're this right. Okay. Nine million. Okay, I keep double guessing myself. And then myself. forget and about the last six digits because they they're just yeah. rolling along. Yeah, they're just rolling numbers. Oh, it's like the national debt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know, in in Holland, Santa is the former bishop of Turkey, and so uh, a lot a lot of people don't know that former bishop of Turkey, and he puts you in a bag and pretends to kick you if you've been bad. So uh, there's that. We don't. No, he gets a crumpet. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no that's a different... Yeah, and we've spared you for, for Christmas. You're, you just get Santa coming to the house. No Krampus. You don't, you don't get the German Santa. You, you're, you're a traitor to your people. We're not doing that to you. Santa does not show up with a Krampus at our house. Because you're always good is why. It's part of the reason. Well, on Christmas, I got coal. But, but that was when I was like... That was for a I snack. totally got coal, too, one year, Reagan. <laughs> was that for... Did, are you talking about I was, that chocolate I was like two, stuff, three, or, or four, and I got it, and I was actually kind of happy because the coal looked cool, and I just laughed and said, oh, I like this. Um, we're She's making out pretty well already because, uh, Amy King, uh, I'll let you in a little secret. Reagan has a, an elf assigned to her, and he he makes these pre-Christmas drops at the at the front uh, front ah, staff. Okay. Every and day until Christmas. Today he gave me a giant thing of Pez. Thank you. Ooh, I love a good yeah. Pez. And no, it had like it had like um, fifteen packages of Pez and then an elf Pez. And wash it down with a mocha. That's what I say. Yep. She's going to be bouncing off the walls all afternoon. Oh, I already am. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I uh, already am. And he doesn't uh, answer me. I need a weatherproof Wi-Fi extender because our horse wants Netflix. And he, so... she, he already gave you a George Foreman grill. Oh, that was that was my Thanksgiving elf. No, that was for Christmas. No, oh. right. does the whole family get this elf, or is this just Reagan? It's it, just me, it, and he sometimes gives gifts to everybody else. Yeah, he's feeling generous, so we'll. Uh, you must have a pretty uh, good relationship with the big guy to, you know, get an, your own yep. elf. Yep. And it, 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 well, it, some kids do get their own elf, but they don't. They aren't that good. But the, um, my elf has a couple other kids also. So he sometimes comes late, but apparently he drinks six giant mugs of coffee each day, and now he's upped it to ten. 
And so this is nothing for me. You score points by being kind to animals. That's the secret currency amongst elves. And so oh. she's very kind to animals. Okay. Uh, all right. When we come back, Monica Ricks is going to tell us about some escaped desperados. There are two guys in the state of California, not together, uh, independently escaped. But uh, they, they are their, their, their mug shots are pretty salty. Uh, on a day of salty mug shots, these two would stand out as the, the Himalayan pink salty ones. We'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Anonymous host filling in KFI AM640 more stimulating talk. Well, you can take your snow and shove it. This is our Christmas and we love it. It's 100 degrees. This elf is Vietnamese. That's the way that California does it. Even our Santa has a suntan. He's also an unemployed stuntman. Is he even awake? Yeah, I'm just really baked. If he can be Santa Claus, anyone can. California Christmas time. Hey, bye. It's for me. More stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Tooth filling in for Gary and Shannon. This is, I guess it's a comedy troupe or whatever called, or it's from a show on CW called... Crazy ex-girlfriend, but I, I found this like two weeks ago. It's called California Christmas. I'll tweet out the videos. Very funny. Um, so uh, yeah, I can confirm what Amy King said. Melania is, I guess, by now back at the White House, and uh, she was she was called back because Trump is, in his own words, all alone. Um, the The president was live tweeting a whole bunch of stuff this morning, uh, and. The I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the New York Times story about uh, that since Friday he hasn't been seen, hasn't left the White House, and he's actually steaming about the the government shutdown. Uh, but three three hours ago he hasn't tweeted in three hours, which is news unto itself. But he says, "quote I am all alone." Parentheses poor me. Parentheses in the White House waiting for the Democrats to come back and make a deal on desperately needed border security. At some point, the Democrats not wanting to make a deal would cost, will cost our country more money than the border wall we are all talking about. Crazy! Exclamation point. Uh, and, and, like, there was a, um, you know, with Twitter, there's there's not an exact time. Or, wait, there, yeah, there isn't. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a timestamp uh, on this. So he, he did a cluster of tweets. And I'm, I'm going to get to the Rand Paul Festivus airing of grievances. It was actually pretty funny. It was it was something I want to see from uh, from more elected officials. Uh, but uh, in regards to what the president's saying, this is what AP says. Both sides in the long-running fight over funding President Donald Trump's U.S.-Mexico border wall appear to have moved toward each other. But a shutdown of one-fourth of the federal government entered Christmas without a clear resolution in sight. And you know what? I hear absolutely nobody but pundits giving a rat's rectum about this period. Uh, in fact, top White House officials warned the shutdown could stretch into January as, again, more people don't... Uh, uh, complain about it. Um, so the president also tweeted, quote, the wall is different than the $25 billion in border security. The complete wall will be built with the shutdown money plus funds already in hand. The reporting has been inaccurate on the point. The problem is without the wall, much of the rest of dollars are wasted. <clears throat> and then he said something about Saudi Arabia and uh, s- some other stuff. So that's, that's what's happening. This is one of these things where um, I Unless you're visiting a national park, like if you if you think you're going to go to Yosemite for Christmas or what, actually, you still can. Well, yeah, the park is open. That's it's a, just the campgrounds aren't staffed, but the hotels around the restaurants those are all open. Yeah, because that's a big deal. 
That is a big deal. If you get reservations in that hotel for Yosemite for Christmas, you probably um, did it three years ago, three or four years ago. Have Have you ever uh, – I went there for a New Year's Eve once, and only because somebody backed out at the last second. It, it's a huge deal. And if that was shut down, man, I'd be so pissed. And uh, the Grand Canyon is also open. Well, what are they going to do? Like put a tarp over it? Well, but everything around it, they've got everything staffed. Yeah. They're going to do snow removal and everything because they have a deal with the city and and local businesses and stuff to keep it open in the event of a shutdown. South Rim. That's a, that's that's where the crowds are not. That's that's where you go. It's just a spectacular. It's uh, really cool. But um, so anyway, we'll we'll find out. This this probably will end with. Uh, well, it, it boils down to this. The Democrats know they're in power, um, you know, right after the Rose Bowl's final gun. And so the requirement to come to a deal with President Trump is is running out uh, pretty fast here. So this seems to me like uh, it's him. Some, someone's going to have to come up with that partial thing. And so, well, we'll do it to we'll go California to Arizona. Um, but we will take it under advisement for uh, New Mexico and Texas uh, or something like that. That's that's where this winds up going. But since there's no motivation for the Democrats to do it, because this is over the holidays, right? Yeah. yeah. And President Trump is not known for backing down. He'll come to the middle to make a deal, but he won't just give up on it. But, but I mean, how long could this last? It could last for five months because uh, the, the Democrats don't care uh, because right, right now they're, they're not – uh, no one is talking about it except loudmouths on the radio. Um, and even next month, if people do start talking about it, it was the president who owned it in front of Chuck Schumer. He said, fine, I'll own it. And all the Democrats have to do is start uh, running that. I mean, the hardcore, you know, Trump supporters, no matter what happens, they're going to blame it on Congress. But he flat out, he said, I'll take it. I'll own it. The hardcore supporters are going to back him more for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and speaking of that, by the way, um, the ODNI, the Office of the uh, Director of National Intelligence, uh, did did release uh, a study that they were when, – when they talk about Russian collusion, there's, there's a, a misnomer in that. When people are, are thinking that the accusation of, of what turned the election was somehow – uh, Putin and the FSB meeting in Manhattan and actually sitting there filling out fake ballots or whatever. There's a specific thing that the ODNI uh, looked at, and it was who was setting up Twitter accounts, bought Twitter accounts, and Facebook accounts pimping Jill Stein in Wisconsin, Ohio, and Michigan. Because, um, and this is how narrow margin our election uh, ran on, that if Jill Stein had not run in Ohio, Wisconsin, or Michigan, or if uh, the people who voted for Jill Stein had just not gone to the – had just not turned out, then Hillary would have won Wisconsin, which she never visited. She never set foot in Wisconsin because she thought that was in the bag. But if the Stein voters and, – and so the margin in those states was like 10,000. And so if the Stein voters had not been motivated to get out and vote – Hillary would have won those. So what motivated them to get out and vote? Well, what Odie and I found was that thousands of bot accounts were uh, were using Twitter's algorithm against itself and Facebook's algorithm against itself, and they were artificially pimping up hashtag Jill Stein. Well, Jill Stein 
is is beyond socialist. Um, she is an actual communist. There, there's a really bizarre picture out of Moscow, the 10th anniversary of the Russian channel RT. There's the main table with celebrities on it, right? At that table is Vladimir Putin. To his right is General Mike Flynn, retired General Mike Flynn. To his right, to his left is Jill Stein. And it, it just is a bizarre coincidence. Who knows? I don't know. But the Russians clearly, uh, agents of influence understand a close election, that all you need to do is win uh, win by a couple hundred or a couple thousand votes in a couple states that are close, and you get all the electoral votes. It's not proportional. And so those three states, had the Stein voters stayed at home, had they actually penciled it out and said, you know what, she doesn't matter. She's not going to win. Uh, I'm not sending a statement to anybody. Um, I hate Trump so much, I'm going to go vote for Jill Stein. Well, you just elected Trump. That's what you did. And if you voted for Ralph Nader, thank you, because that got George Bush elected. You wasted your vote, but you got George Bush elected. If you think Bill Clinton had some clarifying, unifying message in 1992, uh, and you think that's why he got elected, then let me introduce you to Ross Perot. Anytime there is a marginal candidate who's to the further extreme of the person they're closest to, like Ross Perot, was more conservative than Bush, and he took votes away from Bush. Uh, Nader? Uh, made Karl Marx seem like Genghis Khan, and he took votes clearly away from Gore. And Jill Stein took uh, – she didn't have to uh, <clears throat> take them away from the entire country. All Jill Stein did was she took enough voters away from Hillary so that Trump won Wisconsin, won Michigan, and won Ohio. Um, and so there's a, there's a roadmap. There's a roadmap for absolutely anyone. Just get someone slightly crazier than the next Democrat nominee – Get them to run independently, and they will peel away uh, enough. And, it's, and by the way, and it's also it's not it's uh, you know Bernie Sanders threw his support behind Hillary Clinton, but he didn't really do it. And the and the the Bernie heads, they sat out in protest. That's part of one one thing that's not accounted for. That 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 had they had had Bernie actually been able to bring them together and say, well, okay, I'm not the nominee, but go ahead and vote for the Democrat. But she was so distasteful. Hillary was so loathsome that even the Bernie voters wanted Trump elected out of spite. So, uh, so anyway, that's your that's your swamp watch. And the fictional President Frank Underwood is desperately reaching out on YouTube. Uh, Kevin Spacey, you can check that video out. Uh, we played that last hour when it was uh, when it was first dropped on YouTube. Uh, back right after this. Uh, movies on Christmas Day, what's available and how they do over the weekend. It is Gary and Shannon, Brian Suits filling in. Also, we'll check up on where Santa is. The uh, Mega Santa Tracker 7000 is in studio, and she will update us on Santa right after this. KFI, is she back from her mocha from break? Her second mocha break now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yep. she, she ran back faster this time for some reason. Uh, back right after this, Gary and Shannon show, Brian Suits filling in. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Ryan Suits filling in Christmas Eve 2018. We'll get to Mega Santa Tracker 7000. But there is a cloud over the Southland because California is dealing with a pair of escaped desperados. Uh, the good news is that they're not they're not uh, a duo. Uh, Monica Ricks is is on this story. When I first saw that headline, Monica, two inmates escape prison. I thought, oh no. 
It's yeah, I thought I thought for sure they were in cahoots or you like know, the, they, they the New York guys break together. Matt and Sweat, yeah, remember yeah, the I, New York guys? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. But and 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 I had the same thought that you did. But one escapes on Saturday, one escapes Sunday, and they the way that they, that uh, officials are describing it, it seems like they just walked away from this work camp, which. Um, raises a lot of questions about security there. Um, but, yeah, there are two escaped inmates that law enforcement are looking for right now. One guy is 27. The other one is in his early 50s. Yeah, this is the, the bizarre part about this is that it says uh, uh, California Department of uh, Corrections and, and Rehabilitation uh, have launched an appeal to find inmates. It says minimum security inmates, Justin Franks, yeah. 27, who escaped from Folsom. And then yeah. on December 22nd, the other guy, Eric Levi, was at the Fenner Canyon Conservation Camp. And these, this is, these are minimum, yeah. minimum, minimum prison yeah. camps, and they, make, they, they cut trails and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know Folsom had minimum security. Yeah, they were both working this um, sort of like a, um, a working camp where they train inmates to do firefighting duties. You remember during the wildfires, you know, just a couple months ago that you saw, you know, saw a bunch of inmates on the sidelines just kind of, you know, helping these firefighters dig um dig or, or put out some fires or doing minimal firefighting duties. This is where that comes from. They teach them how to dig fire lines and, and, and just help out if, you know, there is an emergency in California. But during the time that they were at this camp, they just kind of wandered off. And they say there were minimum security because one guy was doing time for burglary and he was getting out in June, which is, which is the sad part because he only had a couple months left. And now he's probably going to get a lot more time tagged onto a sentence. And then the other guy was serving a 16-year sentence for uh, burglary and, um, or excuse me, for robbery. And he had about four years left, so he's going to get more time as well, surely. Uh, and they don't wear when they're on those work crews. The, the guy who escaped from Fenner Canyon, the 52-year-old guy, they, they're not wearing like a GPS bracelet, right? Um, they are wearing like uh, they are wearing, I guess, jail like pr- not like jumpsuit. They were wearing shirts and and pants, but they are sort of jail uniforms. They say CDCR prisoner on the back of them, so they have something to identify them. But they're not wearing trackers, so they're not easily tracked. That's why authorities are asking the public if you know if you spot these guys and if you see somebody wearing something like this, maybe call nine one one because these might be the guys. And Fenner Canyon Conservation Camp is, uh, it's up in the mountains. It's just uh, west of Big Pines and Wrightwood. So if you see a guy hitchhiking and he has an orange jumpsuit and he does not have a snowboard, you might want to call 911. <laughs> At least don't pick him up. Yeah, definitely don't pick them up. Um, but they could be anywhere at this point because they did escape. One escaped, you know, about 24 hours ago, the other one 48. So, you know, they could have wandered off. Maybe somebody did pick them up um, or they I mean, I don't want to speculate about about where they are or, or, you know, what their plans are after, but they could be anywhere in the L.A. County area. And, um, again, these are minimum security prisoners, but they're still guys that belong behind bars. And I, I just read a stat that said since 1977 there have been other offenders that have left these camps or community-based programs, and officials say that 99% of them were caught. So there is hope that they'll be caught and they'll be caught soon. Yeah, because that uh, you're crossing a river that you can't go back from. When you walk away from a sentence, 
that maybe like the one guy was going to be out by June of 2019. Yeah, uh, just a couple months left. Th- what's he thinking that he does something so stupid? He just bought himself a mandatory extra five years or whatever. So uh, yeah, and and I mean it's it's sad because you probably likely they were going crazy, right? You're just indoors most of the day, and you're boxed in, and then you get a little whiff of freedom. And in this case, it was this work camp, and you know they decided to make a run for it. But unfortunately, what they weren't thinking of is the consequences. And if they get caught, and then you know all the sentence or the time that's added on to what could have been just another six months. The older guy looks like uh, former uh, character actor Rod Steiger, who was in uh, in the Heat of the Night. With uh, he was the sheriff. That's what the older guy looks like. The guy who walked away from Fenner. Oh, Canyon. that's terrible. Uh, he does so. It's crazy. Uh, all right, Monica yeah. Ricks is uh, is out there leading the manhunt. Uh, have you formed a posse? Is uh... not not leading the manhunt, um, but I did make some friends, and we've got some pretty cool prison tats going. All right. Um, well, keep us keep okay. us updated if because uh, you can make the news by catching him. Um, That'd be a special I, Murrow for you. I I would like to be on the other side of that. I'd I'd like to report it instead of be in it. But um, yeah, hopefully they'll get caught soon. Uh, all right, thanks for uh, giving us the update. So everyone, don't pick up people in orange jumpsuits. Monica Ricks, have a uh, have a happy Christmas. You too. Thanks, Brian. Alrighty, uh, we'll be back in just a second. We will uh, get a Santa update from Mega Santa Tracker uh, Seven Thousand. What what uh, what Channel Seven says is is that the younger guy, the 27-year-old guy, who escaped from Folsom minimum security uh, two days ago, uh, he is serving a 40-month sentence for first-degree burglary. He was scheduled to be released in June of 2019. So he was seven months away from legally being released, and he chooses to uh, to do a runner. The other dude, the guy that looks like character actor Rod Steiger, um, he was doing uh, a 16-year sentence for second-degree robbery. And that began in 2006. So this guy was doing 16 years for less than the guy uh, who, who, boy, you talk about the change in sentencing. The 27-year-old guy got 40 months for first-degree burglary. He was going to be out in June of next year. The guy serving a 16-year hitch uh, runs away after 12, and uh, and he's 52. So uh, some great life choices uh, by these gents. So again, don't pick up the tattooed white guy. And by the way, I guess I'm, I, I need to. I'm, I'm remiss if I don't say they're both both white men, and they are in orange jumpsuits. Twenty-seven year old white guys, shaven head, tats on the neck, um, and uh, not probably not a, a frequenter of hipster bars and Ventura Boulevard. The other guy, white guy, fifty-two years old, bald, and uh, go go see in the heat of the night. He was the sheriff. It's Rod Steiger. That's what that's what he looks like. So if you're long. Highway 138, you're at Wrightwood or whatever. You see, if you see Rod Steiger in a uh, orange jumpsuit, don't pick him up because he just walked away from a work camp. Uh, back right after this, it is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. That, uh, that explains a lot. Oh, all of a what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. KFI AM forty more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon here. Christmas Eve 2018. To all of us on the Gregorian calendar. And the Gary and Shannon Christmas Carol, as penned by Gary Hoffman, will be uh, replayed tomorrow. Jennifer Jones-Lee for Wake Up Call will 
Uh, we'll replay that if you missed it. And I think... Uh, Can we just say that Blake Doan may have stolen the whole show? Is it on? Is it uploaded as a podcast, Blake Doan? Uh, yes, it is. And we're also going to be playing it from starting at this time tomorrow on our show as well. Um, Basically, the next 18 hours is Jesus Christ show and uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. You know, it's sort of like TBS. They play a Christmas story over and over and over again. Oh, I They're know. just going to play Gary and Which I look, I've never seen again. all the way through. But yes, I, it is. Uh, I, I'm a bad guy. I've never seen it. But so it's going to be repurposed, we'll say. It is Don't podcasted. Uh, if you go to KFIM640.com, keyword Gary and Shannon, it's all podcast. right. Podcast. And antelopes. It's podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, I, I have. Why? How do you think? Why do you think Blake stole the show? Don't you think Shannon stole the show? No. Blake, do your thing. What? Oh, uh, <laughs> I laughed through that whole thing because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and when you listen to the whole thing, you guys, you're, you're getting in on my little inside thoughts. He sounds like the gingerbread man from Shrek. Other people oh. say I sound like Mr. Hanky. I know. I thought it was Mr. Hanky. <laughs> um, so, which I, I'm not going to explain that reference to to anybody, but uh, if you get it, you get it. No, I thought I thought that's what it was. Oh my God! That Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA freezing pit bull commercials on. <clears throat> Make it go away. Uh, so, well, uh, anyway, we do have our super mega Santa Tracker 7000 in studio. And for all of you out there uh, with the kids, don't worry. KFI never falls down on the job in this one. We are tracking Santa. Uh, you do have several hours before he is in North American airspace, and we do have it on good authority that he's not going to be shot down uh, because the ground-based uh, missile defense only has a 50% hit rate anyway. And so. also he's Santa. And he's Santa. And? There's that. And he, he's magic? No, he's getting fighter jet but, um, escorts over Canada and the U.S. Oh. Uh, the Canadian the fighter pilots are, how do you say, uh, intercepting uh, the Santa? All right, well, uh, Reagan, my daughter, uh, by the way, for the record, she's nine years old, and she correctly used the word discrepancy. Um, Where is this Santa Claus right now? This makes me excited because he was last seen in, I'm pretty sure, Lusaka, Zambia. Oh. That's where our cousins live. Well, they may not live in Lusaka, but they do... well, they used to live in Zambia. That's right. Your, your cousins, my sister-in-law, uh, fam, family, lived in Zambia for three years. Now they're in South Africa. Um, heading French. for, oh gosh, oh gosh, Lilongwe, Malawi? Malawi. Malawi. The country of Malawi. It's a real country. Uh, all right, wow. so there you go. If, uh, if you have cousins that live in Africa, tell them, uh, ask them what they got. So Santa... Uh, is there, and we'll continue because oh. he's heading to Europe, but it'll be a short trip because none of them believe in Santa. Um, Mega Santa Tracker 7000, go ahead. Um, The gifts delivered is almost $3 billion. Whoa. And, and it's uh, it's racking up. Okay, we'll uh, continue, continue uh, checking in with that. Well, uh, a couple of cold cases, uh, or actually, I guess, lukewarm cases. If, if September is cold... Then uh, we have an arrest, so it never got a chance to uh, cool down. Then arrests in uh, the stabbing and killing of a homeless man in early November happened yesterday. Let's start with the burnt guy found in the car, because this one takes a twist, I can tell you. Authorities have arrested two suspects in the death of an Orange County man whose body was found in a burned-out vehicle back in September. That was the story. A burned vehicle found in the city of Orange yielded a corpse inside on September 5th when firefighters extinguished the vehicle blaze. 
uh, pardon me, in Westminster. The car was found around 3 a.m. at the 6400 block of, uh, you know, Industry Way, where the Tollefsons keep their goat, behind the Westminster Mall. Investigators later determined that the corpse inside was none other than John Robert Connell, a 33-year-old man of orange. Police are investigating the discovery of uh, the body, uh, and after they identified the body, they had suspects in mind. They identified and arrested Stephen Q, K-U-E, a 31-year-old Garden Grove resident, as the primary suspect in Mr. Connell's death. But where, in fact, did he go? He was found in the Fresno-Bakersfield area, which is only about 8,000 square miles. Authorities found Mr. Q in Fresno on Wednesday of last week, arrested him for murder. Garden Grove detectives later took him into custody and booked him into the O.C. Huskow. They also arrested a second suspect, Anthony Locke Nguyen, a 23-year-old Garden Grovian, also arrested for accessory to the murder after the fact. Ann Arson also booked at the Orange County Huskow. But here's the twist is that the body was found in a burnt car on September 5th, but the man was missing and killed in his home, Brookhurst Street in Garden Grove, in late August. Well, I had the level down to it. Anyway, tense music played. Uh, So the man was murdered uh, approximately August 28th, And something unknown was done to the body, but uh, the body was found in a burning car on September 5th. So for approximately seven, seven to eight days, the body was uh, missing. We don't know, refrigerated or whatever. Um, And as I said last night, but I I haven't, I get a text the guy. Um, if If a body has been dead seven days and you burn it in a car, is it hard to determine time of death? Uh, I don't know that answer, but I do. I happen to know a forensic pathologist. And I'll uh, shoot him an answer here so we can we can get that. Because obviously you're trying to tamper with, the, you know, the body and the whole thing. Uh, LAPD last week released pretty chilling video of, uh, of a tall, thin man attacking a homeless man in downtown uh, near near one of the Metrolink uh, you know, underground stations. Uh, and he's in the video. He walks up to a guy who's sitting on a bench and has a backpack. And without prevarication or anything, he just begins wailing on him. The man, a 58-year-old homeless man, uh, died later in hospital. We're, we're finding out that the weapon used was actually a screwdriver, which is a particularly uh, – that's a pretty metal way to stab somebody. But uh, arrested after the video was released on Wednesday, and thousands of people saw it, uh, tips have led to two arrests. Fred Scott Johnson was arrested on suspicion of murder, and Savannah McKinley also arrested on suspicion of being an accessory. Both are being held in lieu of $2 million bail. Uh, it, it started Wednesday with a $50,000 reward and the video. The murder happened back on November 6th. Authorities shared the surveillance video uh, uh, on Wednesday, and I tweeted that out uh, last night. The suspect was seen in a Thrasher uh, sweatshirt, a skater skating brand, Thrasher, and was in the company of a woman wearing a black hat. They were last seen in a green Chevy Spark. Uh, and investigations ongoing. And Amy King, did you see that video? The, the, the guy, there's the murder, and then the two of them walk up to what looks like the, a ticket kiosk, you know, for Metrolink. He walks up, tall, thin guy. He, he looks nonplussed. I'm not sure if it was before or after the murder. She's following behind him, and she stands next to his side, and she looks terrified. She looks like the worst decision she's ever made in her life was just made. 
and the 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 young woman was absolutely terrified. And it's a pair of pair of white kids, a white guy, mid twenties, um, tall, thin, and he just wails on this guy with a screwdriver. And then the the young woman looks to be early twenties, maybe even late teens, black baseball cap on, uh, and it just looks like Tinder went sideways or something on this. Uh, when we come back, uh, more Santa tracking, also a Abraham Lincoln Christmas letter has sold at auction. Um, why? Well, we not, not quite sure, but uh, we'll get to that and uh, and more stuff. It is Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Suit filling in. Christmas Eve 2018, KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Michael Jackson was the best. KFI, AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian C. filling in for Christmas Eve 2018. And uh, Mega Sanded Tracker 7000 is in studio. Summer, uh, Sunburn 19 says, Our boys are waiting for every report she gives. It's the most important news of the day. Uh, Hopefully it is. Alotti2D says, How did someone like you end up with such an articulate, cute, and talented daughter? My guess is one she completely takes after. Okay, well, anyway, the the deal is if you uh, if you uh, sunburn nineteen, if you want uh, Reagan to, she has a special direct line to Santa. We discovered last year. So if you want Reagan to give a shout out for your kids and what they want, give us give us their names and what they're asking for, and uh, and her special uh, Santa hotline uh, will be in in effect. So go to hashtag Reagan Radio R E A G A N R A D I O Reagan Radio. And uh, give us give us the names and what the kids want uh, and all that. But it is time for Mega Santa Tracker 7000. Apologies to Dallas Rains. Mega Santa Doppler. Well, sorry. The, Nor- the NORAD has to take a break because before I can get to that, I'm going to need to correct you. Because what? Last break, you said you misused the word Prevarication. Oh, the guy who stabbed the homeless yes. guy. Well, I said without you prevarication. Said, yes, it should have been provoca- prov- provocation. Oh. Some, I couldn't really pronounce that for a second. Well, we did um, a bit. Because prevarication means to lie, especially in the sneaky way, skirting around the truth. Skirt, skirt. Um, provocation means deliberately annoying or angering somebody, or in this case, Stabbing them. So noted. So it should have been man stabbed another man without provocation. I keep not being able to say that. Well, the important thing is it's time for Mega Santa Tracker 7000. So again, uh, you have been tracking him since we've been here. We're still a couple hours away from North America. Where is Santa Claus now? Santa Claus was last seen in Cape Town, South Africa. And isn't that where our cousins live now? Yep, they were in Zambia, and now they're in Cape Town, South Africa. So now we so can text So they are them. getting their presents right now. Yeah. And he is heading for... Okay. Do not judge me if I per- mispronounce this word, and I'm not using any help because I want people to see my raw... Radio talent. Radio talent. That's um, not going to be that good because I'm going to butcher this. Okay. 
Windhoek? Windhoek, Namibia. Namibia. Yeah. Namibia. The Skeleton Coast. Namibia. All right, so that is where Santa is. Where is he going next? He's heading north now, right? He's heading for Windhoek. Okay, um, but well, if you are uh, out there and you're shopping, just go to hashtag Reagan Radio and give us the names of your tykes, uh, because we have discovered that uh, my daughter Reagan has a special hotline to a very, very influential elf. Uh, who, and who has, Santa. Uh, yeah, he has, he's Santa's right-hand man, and, and that's, fr- frankly, that's what your, uh, what your elf is. Uh, Dow closes on a short trading day today, down 653 points. I was reading to you earlier the, the curious letter that Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin uh, released yesterday that he called the heads of the six largest banks and said, you're going to be liquid tomorrow, aren't you, and the whole thing. And as it turns out, this, this may have been what prompted uh, a, a very sharp sell-off today. And uh, this is what the Atlantic's uh, economic uh, correspondent Annie Lowry says. This is a great uh, analogy. She says, quote, imagine having a runny nose, itchy eyes, congestion, and a sore throat, and your doctor telling you that you shouldn't worry about cancer. She consulted her colleagues, and they're certain it's not cancer, and even if it were, they could fight it. And that's, she says, quote, this is roughly what happened on Sunday evening when Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, uh, Mnuchin put out a press release on calls he held with executives from the country's largest banks. Mnuchin's statement assured the public that they had not been having liquidity problems Uh, or clearance or margin issues, the sort of things that you would worry about if the country were on the brink of a financial crisis. Uh, The markets have been suffering from something like a nasty cold of late with a major correction in stock prices due to rising interest rates. So anyway, that's what happened today, that a a sell-off began early on, and it was about to recover, and the president tweeted something about how the Fed is just a nasty place full of loathsome people, and it took another nosedive. So uh, there you go. And then... Kevin Spacey released a really bizarre video. Now, now that is being picked up. Uh, Channel 7 and others are, are on, on that. Uh, and this is after this announcement that felony charges are going to be filed on Kevin Spacey. And we'll, we'll revisit that, I think, after the top of the hour. Just because I want to get on this. If you're a House of Cards fan, if you're a Kevin Spacey fan, and he's been radio silent for over a year on the Twitter and on social media. Guy's been radio silent for a year. About three hours ago, this story that he's going to be charged with felony sexual assault uh, and all this, this this comes out. He's going to be arraigned apparently in January. And then he drops out of the clear blue sky a video on YouTube where he is a, he's talking to the camera in the character of President Frank Underwood. But he's talking about the charges against him, the actual person, the private individual named Kevin Spacey. So we'll we'll play that for you. If you'd need a bizarre cookie to bite into on this Christmas Eve, uh, we have it for you <clears throat> uh, right after this. Uh, it is Gary and Shannon show, and then I have to I do have to get to this uh, Lincoln letter. Things very interesting. We'll continue with uh, Mega Santa Tracker Seven Thousand. So go to hashtag Reagan Radio R E A G A N R A D I O, and uh, if uh, your kids uh, need that extra boost to put them over the top. Then uh, give us uh, your kids' names and uh, what they want, and uh, Reagan can put in a good word for you as she continues to track uh, Santa's progress, inevitably, to yeah. our house. Uh, that and more coming up. It is Gary and Shannon, KFI, AM 640, more stimulating talk. The season's upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty to share. There's lights on the trees and there's a wreath to be hung. 
640 more stimulating talk. The Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Christmas Eve 2018. Blake, what is that? That sounds almost like the like Dropkick Murphys. That's exactly what it is. Boing. What? Um, and so, and I keep promising to put my Christmas playlist out. I'm still working on that. Um, but Ramones, uh, I don't want to fight on Christmas. Is uh, there at the top of that list? Uh, All right, well, uh, a bizarre video was released by Kevin Spacey just a few hours ago. We'll play that again uh, because it's just really weird. If you're a House of Cards fan, Kevin Spacey, who is facing felony sexual assault charges in Massachusetts, uh, as it was announced a day or two ago, has been off social media for a year. Three hours ago, he drops this video where he's in character as President um, Frank Underwood from House of Cards, which he was kicked off of after this. And for three minutes, he's talking tangentially about being accused of things that maybe you didn't commit, accused of crimes you didn't commit, and not being accused of the ones you got away with. But really, you have to judge for yourself, but it's a really bizarre turn for a guy who is facing extremely uh, serious charges. Here, here's, a, here's one quick little clip. Popping cock. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, we do have Mega Santa Tracker 7000 in studio, and we uh, she will give you the updated position of Santa, but also if you Some shout out. if you want to uh, go to hashtag Reagan Radio, my daughter Reagan will, uh, if your kids want to give that extra boost and, and get their wish over the top, she does have a special hotline to Santa through her elf. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we'll get to Santa's location here in just a second. But we do have our first shout-out. Also, you can call 800-520-1KFI. 800-520-1KFI. And uh, you, you can, for your kids or your kids, can pass it on to Reagan, and she'll pass it on to Santa because she has a super-secret hotline. Yep. All right. So where are we going? So you have a shout-out for two, two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are their names? Two boys, and their names are Aiden and Finn, and they would like Razor scooters. They still make those? Yeah, they do, and they're pretty good. I used to want one, but now I like bikes more, so. Mm. But they are pretty nice, and I don't judge them for wanting them. Of course not. Uh, All right, so what are the names names again? Aiden and Finn, and if their mom or dad... um, Shout them out on Twitter, then they're probably they probably have been good. So yeah, Santa, so write that down. Their mom, uh, Sunburn nineteen, uh, was able to uh, to give us that. So thank you very much, Sunburn nineteen. Uh, and also another quick shout out to uh, to little little Katie P. And she would like, and I do not judge her for wanting these. These are so nice. A Louis Vuitton bag in marine blue, marine and rouge. That- Oh wait, really? Yeah, marine rouge. The, the situation here it's is that written down as marine blue. She she has a pair of dogs that have torn up her couch. She actually says that her dogs wow. want cushions to replace the ones that were ripped up. They would also mm-hmm. like their owner, KDP, to have a Louis Vuitton artsy bag in marine rouge for their owner. Yep. So, so there, yeah. there we go. Good dogs. Get get her that Louis Vuitton bag. Uh, well, so here's here's this Abraham Lincoln Christmas letter story uh, selling an auction for sixty thousand dollars. A letter former a letter former President Abraham Lincoln sent days before Christmas sold at auction last week 
1863 letter asking the U.S. military to allow his wife's cousins to return peacefully to their plantation, uh, fetched $60,000 at the Rob collection. Lincoln wrote the letter on December 21st to ensure the Craig's family's safety during the Civil War. Mrs. Craig was Mary Todd Lincoln's first cousin. I wonder if the craziness ran on the family. According to a transcript, uh, the letter reads, quote, Mr. and Mrs. Craig of Arkansas, whose plantation situated upon the Mississippi River, a few miles below Helena, has been desolated during the present war, propose returning to reoccupy and cultivate said plantation, and it is my wish that they be permitted to do so, and that the United States military forces in that vicinity will not molest them or allow them to be molested, as long as the said Mr. and Mrs. Craig shall demean themselves as peaceful, loyal citizens of the United States. <clears throat> and I don't know why Abraham Lincoln turned into President uh, Frank Underwood there, but I don't know. I, I've, if Lincoln was from Illinois, I guess he'd, he'd probably sound like Mike Ditka, uh, I would suppose. So that's how that would go. Uh, Mr. and uh, Mrs. Craig, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, well, so the uh, market uh, down 653 points today. The market is closed tomorrow because there's like a holiday in junk, but it will be back open on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, and so if you didn't pay any attention to that, you're probably best off today. If you were out, fit, uh, out uh, uh, shopping and getting the final stuff in, in effect for tomorrow's Christmas, then don't worry about any of this talk about a – uh, crash or uh, in the market or anything. It's uh, you know what, it's all in excellent hands. So and remember, uh, the Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, he was the executive producer of Lego Batman, and that did really well. He's he's very well known around here, and I'm not kidding. Mm, by the way, he has actually quite a quite a few executive producer credits uh, underway. But it was just funny because we were it it was January of last year. Steve Mnuchin had just been named Secretary of the Treasury. And we, Santa Tracker and I went and saw Lego Batman in IMAX yep. 3D. It was nice. It was great. And then that came up. <laughs> so executive producer Steve Mnuchin. And I went, bah! And, it was a, and I told you why I was laughing, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, authorities in Colorado said Sunday they were looking for a woman who allegedly burglarized a business in Fort Collins disguised as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, his Red-Nosed Helper. In a video posted uh, by police in Fort Collins, the woman who's wearing a large furry Rudolph mask. Oh, God. Is she seen... a furry? No, she's not a furry, though. Um, and, but, uh, but we know immediately it's fake because uh, Rudolph was still, uh, he was still carb bloating for uh, tonight's journey. Um, yep. Meanwhile, in Irwindale, a, a, a miscreant goes into, with, with family in tow, a guy with his family and kids, Tears up an AMPM on a on a drunken spree last night, and it went a little something like this. Man is in custody, accused of going on a drunken rampage at an AMPM in Irwindale. It happened last uh, night around 10:30 at the store off of Foothill Boulevard and Irwindale Avenue. The store clerk called 911 after the man allegedly began knocking over shelves, food racks, and displays. Police say the man, traveling with his wife and kids, stopped for gas and got angry after finding the pumps off for rem uh, remodeling. He was arrested for felony vandalism and public intoxication. It should be a crime to do that in front of your kids, uh, by the way. And the like, poor kids. I don't know, seeing dad tearing up an AMPM. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's why you send the Bloomin' Onion back at Outback Steakhouse. You don't do that in front of your kids. It's really simple. Uh, back right after this, more Santa tracking and also, again, hashtag Reagan Radio or 
If uh, if you want to call eight hundred five two zero one KFI, if your if your kids if that if that request from Santa needs that extra boost over the top, um, she can do it personally. But uh, we we need your kids' name names. Uh, we need the toy, or they can do it themselves. They can pass the information on to Reagan, and she does have a special hotline to the big guy uh, via yep. his number one elf. They uh, can back right after this KFI AM six forty the Gary and Shannon show more stimulating talk. AM six forty more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Seed filling in for Gary and Shannon, and really more Shannon than Gary. And tomorrow, the uh, Christmas Carol, the Gary and Shannon Christmas Carol, will be on Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones Lee, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll play it uh, here during a very very special Christmas version of the Gary and Shannon show. Later on today, filling in for John and Ken is the the Son of God. Uh, made flesh. Jesus Christ is filling in for John and Ken. So I get to actually, I get to cross over with Jesus Christ. That'll be coming up, I think. I'm I'm not sure if, uh, I don't know if he floats in or what the, the deal is. So here here it is. This is the video. The The situation is, is this. Over a year ago, accusations came out that Kevin Spacey was uh, a, a little too handsy with the, with people with, with in, in London 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, with young actors, several people came forward and said that, that Kevin Spacey uh, either touched them inappropriately or at the wrong time. Uh, and all, all of these uh, young men uh, sort of had similar stories. And uh, so as it turns out, first of all, have a seat. Kevin Spacey's gay. Okay, that being said, it doesn't matter in this because uh, no is no. So Netflix drops him as President Frank Underwood. And the entire reason that Net, that uh, House of Cards uh, exploded and was so popular was because Kevin Spacey's creepy Frank Underwood, first Congressman Frank Underwood from South Carolina, then as the show goes on, he's President Frank Underwood. And it was great because it, it man, it had some moments, the, the first and second season, had some moments where it was going along as a political thriller, and it was so good that the Chinese admitted that they watched the show to get an insight into the inner workings of the American government. I don't know if that's hilarious or terrifying. Uh, but So anyway, the accusations come out, and they, they change the plot line, uh, and evidently President Underwood was killed. And somehow, I don't know, I, I stopped watching after the third season. I decided other things came online. So anyway, here's what happened a couple hours ago. And this has the Internet bizarrely cringing. Uh, because of these felony assault, sexual assault charges in Massachusetts, uh, it's uh, a TV anchor's kid at the age of like 17 well, uh, is saying that Kevin Spacey, the human being known as Kevin Spacey, uh, molested him at a restaurant. So Kevin Spacey releases this video as President Frank Underwood talking about False accusations, all that. the The title of the video is "Let Me Be Frank." So Kevin Spacey, last we heard of him was October of 2017 on Twitter. The guy's gone radio silent. Then he releases this cringeworthy video as Frank Underwood. He's got a cooking apron on. It's a Santa apron, and and he's in a kitchen and he's cooking. 
And uh, here he goes. Washing his hands. In character. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. He drinks from a So we're not mug. done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. So now, at this point, it's up to you. Uh, wh- whatever you think. Do you think he's... Is he talking about the fictional character Frank Underwood as Frank, Frank Underwood? I, I I don't know how they had him die in House of Cards, so I have no idea how close he's getting uh, to the truth here. But as we skip forward, uh, he, he makes an appeal apparently to Netflix to, to bring him back, or is there a subtext here? Are we supposed to be hearing a guy uh, and, a, and a desperate plea for help because of what he's facing in the real life? Not some fictional congressman from South Carolina, but the actual person named Kevin Spacey. And has, has, he, has he gone a little too uh, a character actor on this one? Life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. Because I can promise you this. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. Of course, they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, not playing by the rules like I ever played by anyone's rules before. I never did, and you loved it. Anyhow, despite all the poppycock, the animosity, the headlines, the impeachment without a trial, despite everything, despite even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. And my confidence grows each day that soon enough you will know the full truth. So he pauses here. And let me just point out, let me just say what what many of you might be thinking. You do this in your Elon Musk, your stock price goes down, you know, 5%. And it's just kind of bizarre, but it bounces back a a month later. But you're facing felony sexual assault charges in Massachusetts, and you're going to be arraigned uh, in in the next couple of weeks. And... And you release this, you might be setting yourself up for a insanity plea. I, I don't know. Confidence grows each day that soon enough you will know the full truth. Well, wait a minute. Now that I think of it, you never actually saw me die, did you? Conclusions can be so deceiving. Miss me? Yeah! I added the kids. Yeah! Uh, all right, so, uh, hey, who needs a shower? 
Uh, I don't know. That That is now a, a hopelessly viral video, and people much more psychiatric than me are trying to figure out what exactly that means and why he chooses Christmas Eve of 2018 to, uh, frankly, uh, attempt to ruin uh, Mega Santa Tracker 7000. We'll take a break and uh, and come back. So, again, hashtag Reagan Radio. If, you want me to shout you out. Yeah, if you want that last oomph, that last push uh, over the top for whatever, whatever it is you want your, your kids to have, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1KFI. And uh, either you pass on uh, what, what you you want your kids to have or, or the, what their wishes are. And uh, our, we have someone with special influence here with Santa, and we'll also track where Santa is. When uh, we come back, KFI AM640, more stimulating talk, the Gary and Shannon Show. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with More stimulating talk. It is Christmas Eve 2018 on the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian's who's filling in for Gary and Shannon uh, for the rest of the week. Tomorrow we have a, a special program for Gary and Shannon, a best of, but also a rebroadcast of the uh, Gary and Shannon Christmas Carol. So that will be, and as, as we learned earlier, that is already uploaded as a podcast. Uh, but we'll uh, replay it tomorrow as you're cleaning up the Christmas mess uh, and more. And uh, we'll track santa here in just a second uh, hashtag reagan radio if you want reagan to oh uh, my daughter reagan who is the mega santa tracker 7000 and she has a, a special hotline to santa so if you if, if your kids need that that, that extra push uh, just go to hashtag reagan radio and we need names and and uh, and what it is uh, that it is uh, they want uh not there's really not time to read all of uh, the entire stream the thread that Rand paul put up yesterday senator Rand paul uh, from from Kentucky did his festivist grievances yesterday, and some some were bizarrely funny, and some uh, were were kind of curious. One of them, he, there's a picture of him on Cape Cod, so he's in Massachusetts, and and the message was came here to give uh, to say hi to Senator Elizabeth Warren, and he made a teepee out of driftwood. So there's there's that. Uh, otherwise, he compared Senator Lindsey Graham to uh, the Emperor from Star Wars when he was still Senator Palpatine, um, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Sunday, uh, Rand Paul marked Festivus by airing grievances and cracking jokes about several political figures. Uh, he says, quote, you'll be surprised to learn I have some grievances with people in Washington, fellow members and others. It's time to talk about them now because it's the holiday season. Uh, he he said that Lindsey Graham uh, has never never seen a war that he wanted to end. Uh, getting out of two of them, Afghanistan and Syria, leaves him with, uh, he says, only eight more. Quote, my friend Lindsey Graham is a bit mad right now. You see, he's never seen a war end before. He's going to have to console himself with the fact that there are still, that we are still in about eight more. I have to tell you, I haven't seen a senator who loves war this much since the Star, <laughs> since the Star Wars prequels. And then he added a picture of uh, the emperor, but not when he was still Senator uh, Palpatine. Uh, bad news out of China. Christmas has been canceled. It took less than 24 hours for all the Christmas trees, lights, and bells to disappear from a 27-story shopping and office complex in Nanyang. Uh, everything is gone and clean. Christmas continues to be a shopping festival across most of China. 
with huge trees adorning shopping malls in Shanghai and Beijing, but a growing emphasis on traditional culture by the ruling Communist Party and the systematic suppression of religion uh, means that uh, you are imperiling your position in China by displaying Christmas trees uh, or Santa. So Christmas is... was canceled in China? China? Mm-hmm. Wow. With noodles. Aww. And uh, they're, they're, they're moving toward a system where they give everybody a, a social reliability score based on what you're posting on social media, your actions in the real world as a citizen and all this. And so there's, there is a fear that if you display Christmas stuff, then uh, you'll, you'll get a negative score. And, and that's the important thing is that most these people are not like the ones that are buying into it are not doing it because they're Christian. They're doing it because it's a Western thing. So the Chinese officially uh, suppress Christianity actively. Uh, Huntington Beach, you might have seen these pictures. They're very sad. Uh, but the goose and the seagull are fine. Uh, they walked slowly, their necks lowered, eyes barely open. One passed out, his legs splayed in the air. Um, here's Santa Tracker, Mega 7000. Look at that goose. It's on his back and his feet are sticking up. Um, but it's but but it's okay. It, it turns out the goose and the gull had imbibed some of the hundreds of pills Dumped this week at Carr Park, a city green space with a playground and a small fishing lake about three miles from the Pacific coast. The pills, which to the park's birds may have looked like grain, seemingly included heart medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and insomnia meds. Experts with the nonprofit Wetlands and Wildlife Care Center. So somebody somehow dropped a bunch of prescriptions uh, I don't know, maybe out of a purse or something. Who knows? But anyway, a uh, a Canada goose and a gull, not Canadian, a Canada goose uh, consumed it. And uh, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, it's what absolutely everyone is uh, is waiting for. Let's uh, let's activate Mega Santa Tracker Seven Thousand and uh, get an update. So you've been monitoring Santa's travels. We still have a couple hours till he's in North America. So give us, uh, where is Santa right now and how many gifts has he delivered? Santa is heading for San Marino in one second. Well, last seen in San Marino now. So he was in Rome 10 minutes ago. Yes. Which some would say is the epicenter of Christmas. Others others would not. I don't. Now, this um, I'm pretty sure it's Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik, Croatia. Yep. In one minute and 20 seconds, he's going to go there. And gifts delivered is 3,233,000,000. That's crazy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one, one last time. Uh, yeah, if you want to go to hashtag Reagan Radio, I think we, we helped Finn. And who's the other kid? Adrian. Adrian. Adrian Finn wanted to raise the scooters. Uh, and I have a good feeling, Aiden, a really good Aiden, feeling Aiden. that doing the, the shout out oh, uh, probably uh, probably helped. I accidentally said Adrian because I was thinking of What's another it? name. It's Aiden. Aiden. That's right. Aiden and I'm Finn. I'm very sorry, Aiden. I have it on good authority that because of the hotline to Santa that my daughter possesses you, you might be getting Razor scooters. But you know what? You should be happy with whatever it is you get. Um, you should be grateful. Uh, except with coal. But still be what? grateful. Well, Except it's cold, but still be grateful that you're getting some insight of if you're bad or not. Yeah, absolutely. You know what you should do. Talk about direct feedback. How about how about some coal? Huh? You should be grateful for that message. Yeah, uh, you can make good patties for hamburgers with them. That's what you could use them. I'm not sure you understand what coal is, but I have a feeling oh, tomorrow no, morning you might be intimately familiar with it. 
Oh, no, wait. No, I'm kidding. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's Frank. That's Kevin Spacey. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Popping cock. There you go. Uh, all right, we'll be back right after this final round of Santa Tracker. Uh, then we hand the station off to Jesus Christ himself. Uh, and uh, no selfies uh, when we come back for in for John and Ken. Uh, Mega Santa Tracker 7000 and Brian Suits in for Gary and Shannon. Christmas Eve 2018 KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Stimulating talk. Stores, a lot of retail stores are still open until approximately 5 p.m. And uh, the word from businessinsider.com is that a lot of stores do a final stock overnight. And so if there's something that was not in stock a few days ago, you might want to uh, pop in. And uh, there was no traffic this morning on the roads. And so I'm going to say it's probably thinned out at those places. Target uh, et al. Uh, and that is because it's too late to uh, tell Santa, but just in case uh, you want that final oomph, uh, our Mega Santa Tracker 7000 does have a special hotline with the Santa. And uh, so let's, Trojan 138, Trojan fan uh, has two sons. So what does he say, Reagan? Who are the, who, who are the Connor and Austin, and they would like some new bikes. So Santa, some new bikes. Please. Chris Williams at Trojan Fan 138. Okay, good stuff. And then you, they're, they we're doing another one. And, and this one just makes me uncomfortable. This one actually makes me super happy because it's unique. This goes to a flock of geese. Um, the owner's Laura. And she's and listening to KFI in her Oregon. geese are Gary, Lucy, and Kid. And they would like some new corn for Christmas. Because they like corn. Okay. Some cross-species uh, Yuletide wishes there. Good job, geese. Excellent. Yes. Canada, uh, Branta canadensis. Uh, there we go. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and check Santa's position. Again, uh, you know, heads up. He's still hours away from North America. You've got plenty of time uh, to get the kids sleepy and, and uh, get them in bed. But uh, we do need to know precisely where he is at. And so Mega Santa Tracker 7000. Let's go to the big screen. So, he was last seen in, hopefully I'm not butchering this, Budapest, yeah. Hungary. It sounds like I said Hungary, but it is Hungary. And then Freising, I'm assuming that's what it is, Germany. And he is heading for Freising, Germany in one minute and 20 seconds. Okay. And gifts delivered is $3 billion. Two hundred ninety million. And you know why that's uh, the Germany thing is big for us. Largest expatriate community of Americans live in Germany. Wow! Believe me, the Germans are no slouch in the Santa department. But uh, so anyway, a lot of several hundred thousand American kids are uh, going to get a visit from Santa. So that means we're a couple hours away. Uh, that's pretty pretty darn good. Then Santa has to fly over the the Atlantic, and the and producer Joey is waving at me. What's who? What's who's on the hotline? Special call on the super secret line? No? Uh, hey, KFI super secret back line. It's the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in. What's your business? <laughs> it's Santa. I oh, my God. Hello, and thank you again to Reagan for doing a fantastic job 
again this year, back again. Well done, Reagan. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. You are welcome. I'm so Sally Bailey tells me that you have skipped fourth grade too. Very well done. Yes, I have. Um. So is Sally Bailey getting a pay raise, or do you even pay them? <laughs> Because I want Sally Bully to get a pay raise. He deserves one. Well, we could we could definitely talk about it with his agent. <laughs> and his unclassified best friend. So we have. I do have to reveal to the audience that your super secret elf. Unclassified. Well, Santa, you pronounce it better. What's the name of her super secret elf? Sally Bully McGillicuddy. Of, of Irish, the Irish elf. Okay. Also, real quick, I wanted to, I don't want to ruin any surprises, but I have heard your shout-outs for Connor and Austin and Finn and Aiden. Uh, and the flock of geese is my favorite. <laughs> but I can't say that KDP, I, I think I could pull off a Louis Vuitton bag for her. <laughs> oh, wow. So you got some money then. <laughs> <laughs> Because those are expensive. Uh, Well, uh, gosh, Santa. So this is, I guess the the, the eternal question is, how do you do it? How 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 do you fly so fast? And and we've we've counted what three billion plus. And how do you deliver these presents so fast? Because this is flying numbers. Well, it's it's not a one man operation. Of course, I have the elves to help and everything, and then. Of course, it's the, the magic. There's, uh, there's no other way to describe it. There is a little bit of science for those who tuned in last year. Reagan pointed out that Rudolph's nose is red because it's the most physical spectrum, visible spectrum of light. So there's, there's yep. that part of it. But a lot of it is magic and good old-fashioned gumption. <laughs> but just to make sure, where were yes. you? where are you heading for? Right now, uh, let me look over the side here. Uh, I'm flying towards Poland, uh, Krakow. Uh, should Perfect. be there very soon. Perfect. That's what it says on Nor- NORAD. Oh, they track me very well. <laughs> it's almost creepy. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the question is, is the, Google tr- is the Google one correct or not? Oh, I, I'm not sure. What does Google say? Uh, well, there's Google's... a discrepancy. The, the Google one is, seems to be glomming on, Santa. The original Google... one out of NORAD uh, it seems to be the accurate one. Google oh. says um, Bambari Central African Republic. That's way wrong. Well, no, they're very, very far off. I'm already in Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, then we know that NORAD is correct. So anybody who's tuning into Google, go to NORAD. It sounds like Google's re- as reliable as Wikipedia. <laughs> and a, a quick, a quick heads up. Do you have anything you want to warn Santa about? I mean, we have a horse now, so if he if yes, he puts nine nine horse, reindeer, are the reindeer going to be okay while you're watching your friend's horse. Um, I'm. Oh, wait, what? Don't. don't <laughs> How do you know? Well, we you have are a warning a if, if he horse. lands the radar right next to the the horse. Uh, hmm. is, 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 you have a warning for Santa. Um. Do not. Show her. Do not show the her giving any hay to um the reindeer because she would get oh. she would get mad because she um can be kind of cranky and she wants her hay. 
<laughs> well, if I could bring some uh, corn for some geese, maybe I could bring some hay for the horse. <laughs> um, and, and last thing, so Santa, I guess what we'll do when we get home, we'll make a landing strip and we'll have a special, uh, we'll have a special pile of hay out for the reindeer. Or does Excellent. that does that does that make him gassy? <laughs> no, no, they they love it. Because yeah, you're but in I a, appreciate you looking out for me, Brian. You're in a, you're in a bad position. I would love some of Reagan's eggs if you don't mind. Oh, okay. And also, are you still on a diet? Because if not, we can give you um, some sweets, and if you are, we can give you some healthy food. Let's mix it up. It's always good, but who's on a diet for the holidays, right? Yeah, am I right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and also, I made a special batch of cider for you. So, uh, some, oh. some special. Uh, there's a special jug there just for you. Thank you, Brian. Santa appreciates it greatly. Well, what a great call. Thank you. Uh, and do you have anything you want to say to the kids of Southern California? Of course. Merry Christmas to all the children of Southern California. Have a good Christmas Eve, and I'll, I'll be flying over in about so seven hours, I guess, before I get to the East Coast, if I'm right. But uh, thank you, and Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas to you, Reagan, and Joey, and Blake, and Amy, and Rachel, and Brian, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas. <laughs> and Merry his Christmas. Hawaii. Merry Christmas. Debbie? Deborah Mark? Merry Christmas. It's Santa! Merry oh, Christmas, Santa! Deborah. You forgot Merry about Christmas. me. Is Hawaiian Santa shirtless? Because if not, then my dad has been lying. What is there, there, we don't have separate area Santas. It's just me. That's all. I know, but do you go shirtless in Hawaii? Well, uh, only if I get hot, but it's not quite shirtless. I have an undershirt because it gets very cold in the northern part of the planet, as you know. See, Dad? I bet that gets Don't game. spread lies. All right, well, Meli Kaliki Maka, Santa. Meli Kaliki Maka, Brian. All right, thank you very much. And uh, there he goes. Uh, just like that, he hangs up. Um, probably with Sprint. Well, well, thank you very much, Reagan. You did a great job as Mega Santa Tracker Seven Thousand. Thank you. And you stepped your game up this year. You got you you put in a good word for Connor and Aiden and the rest of the kids. So uh, hopefully there'll be good news uh, from them. So uh, so thanks for coming in. Thanks for carving out the time here from your Christmas vacation. Yep. Thank <laughs> you for having me. And I guess I'll, I have to give you a ride home. And Merry Christmas. Well, yes, of course you are. All right. Unless you want to be stuck here because Mom can give me a ride home and you can be stuck here. From Gary and Shannon and the entire Gary and Shannon staff, Merry Christmas uh, to everybody. And again, the Christmas Carol will be replayed tomorrow during Wake Up Call. And then uh, Blake says it will be played. What time are you kicking it off tomorrow? 1230. 1230. In, in its entirety, the uh, Gary and Shannon Christmas Carol. Uh, all right, so from my family to yours, everyone have a Merry Christmas. Have a very, very safe Merry Christmas. And uh, I will be here on Wednesday for Boxing Day. Gary and Shannon, Brian Sutel, KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk.